Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cards, Comics, and Carbs, a show for nerds by nerds. I am Chris, alongside my co-hosts, Alex and Jason. What's up, fellas? How you doing tonight? Carbs. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, he's carbs. Carbed up. I'm ready to go. Start calling but him only Jason for Carbs. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, this this week I'm carbed up. Next week I'll probably just be like, eh. Carbed out. You're, you know, you're going to be carbed, carbed out. Just, no, like, you just have like, like a full plate of chicken parm, dude. It, it looked pretty good. I did. Actually, I know. See, self control. I ate like fifty three percent of it. So that forty seven. Dude, that's tomorrow. so specific. Yeah, that's what yeah, Scott's I ate a little more right than there. half. I, I was about to. I was about to do half, and then I ate more than half. So I'm gonna give that myself that. You know. Oh, I'll I'll do some Scott Steiner mat. That's what we need to show Alex. Oh man. Oh yeah yeah right. yeah. Maybe for next week we're gonna show <laughs> we're gonna show you a clip. And we'll go to YouTube so it doesn't break any like laws or anything. Yeah. But we'll show you a, a clip of, of Scott Steiner math. Okay. It's, it is just the best thing. Or if you can't wait for the week after we're done recording, just watch it. It's it's that good. Um, oh, man. Okay. I don't know. Chris, can you pull up the audio and, and can we do it? Or no? I don't know. How, I don't I know, don't know like the rights and everything to that either. If we could play it we on can, right. We can look into it. And yeah. We'll look into it. Yeah. Because yeah. that'll ruin the immersion. We're not we're not we're not monetized yet, so like we don't have any money for a lawyer or if somebody like if we do something stupid, so like I think we'd have to get a lot of monetization before we could afford a lawyer. Oh we get a really shitty lawyer, it's still a lawyer. That's a good that's I mean, true, I guess. But better still. call Saul. I mean that dude, I mean he's an ambulance <laughs> chaser. He made good money because he had like eight hundred clients. I think this is a little different. <laughs> I'm just saying they're out there. Uh anyways. So I have. So here we are, week three, right? Yep. Yeah, it is week three. Yeah, for the three people that haven't turned this off already, thanks for thanks for hanging in there. It's probably not going to get better, but we appreciate the support. Thank you, Dad and Jody. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, uh, Dan. Yeah. Um, I'm the pats this week. Just full disclosure. So. Yeah, he's gonna try. It's, you know, he's all carved up and bitter, so he's gonna he's gonna go. He's Listen, angry for something. Always. He doesn't he doesn't care always, about the pats. Always. That's the thing that's oh. gonna make you so much more butt hurt. Oh right, because he cares about Tom Brady. He cares about that's Brady. Right. A Brady so it's mark. It's just all how the Bucks are doing. Ugh. And that that super competitive <laughs> NFC South. <laughs> Look at this. You mean Sam Darnold and the NFC champion Carolina Panthers? The the the, the unstoppable combo of Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, Chuba Hubbard, and Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah, those four are gonna run buck wild over your candy ass. One of those things is not like the others. Like, well, like you put McCaffrey <laughs> with any of those. I mean, Robbie Anderson's a good receiver. Don't get uh, me wrong. I was gonna wrong, say, but I was gonna go somewhere different, but you know, Chuba Hubbard is a rookie. That's fine. Yeah, Chuba's got to prove himself. No. Darnold, mm-hmm. I, I, I do. In, no, in no, fairness, no, now that he's off the Jets and he's not tainted and poisoned, he might be able to be a decent player. So. I we'll think see. Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson are going to put up massive, massive numbers this year. They could. They could. I really we'll th- I mean, they already had, they're already familiar with each other. I mean, if you're going up against Atlanta twice, a questionable Saints defense twice, you know what I mean? Plus, they're going to play the bottoms of – Questionable would be uh, a time. Some of, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but then if, if, if the schedule – I'm just hypothesizing on their schedule, but – I mean, they have the NFC, they have the AFC East, so they'll get the Jets defense, the Pats defense, the well, the Bills, we can't count them, the Dolphins defense, so they'll put up some numbers there, 
I think they'll probably end up playing the lower ends of the NFC North, which means they'd get Minnesota and Detroit and Chicago. So, I mean, there's some potential there. I mean, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on, on Carolina for a, for a wild card this year. And I just want to say it now on September 1st in case it does happen. So there we go. I mean, if you get a healthy McCaffrey all year, it's possible, but if he's not, if he's not hundred yeah. percent, I think it. that's the biggest forget piece. It. Cause that's their biggest piece. Right. You know? All right, so, so Alex did a, did a thing that was probably detrimental to his health throughout the 100%. He, um, he decided after hearing Jason and I talk about wrestling so much that he, you know, he was going to go back and review the past the past month or so of pretty much every major wrestling program. It was and a lot. He's still here, but you can see the, the confusion and the stress just in his eyes. You can hear the bags uh, under my eyes. His voice. So... Jason and I, as people who've been watching and, and, and keeping up on it as much as we can stomach, uh, I, I, I not to speak for Jason, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he's in the same boat I am. We cannot wait to hear your feedback and your opinion on what you thought, who you liked, what you thought of Edge. Oh, Jesus, I'm not going to say that. on. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't either. There was comments before we went on there. We're going to keep that off, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, um... He's just got buggy eyes, man. I'll put it as that. What His I, I face just, is yeah. something, and people go wild for it. And I've been trying to do, like, the formula to determine what the actual math is on, like, why. Um, uh, watch, I guess, if, if you went back seven years, you'd know, because he's actually one of my favorites, too. Dude was awesome, but keep going. I want to I, I, I am at, so, like, in, and, okay, so, and I guess we'll just start with that. Like, in, like, the storylines that they've been building between him and, and Seth Rollins for, for SummerSlam, right? And they kept going back and back to him getting, like, surgery on his neck. So, I was like, it's probably him just being out and just literally only hitting the gym and not doing anything else and, you know, mixed with surgery stuff and mm-hmm. medications and all that, that, like, his body just looks different. So... Uh, whatever as far as so i watched the the three main shows for wwe which were smackdown nxt and raw correct those were like i think in that order as well yeah i think yeah order yeah uh well like smackdown's friday nxt is monday raw is tuesday Tuesday. yep no other way around raw is monday NXT. okay okay um and then i also watched uh aw's dynamite and rampage so the five shows for basically the past four weeks, which now like is more than 20 hours. I'm like just doing quick math. Um, that's Jesus Christ. So much. <laughs> um, my initial thoughts are, I guess, between the differences of, uh, let me just start like in it, it overall. I, I, I think last week had the, the sort of commentary that wrestling is kind of like comic stories. Like it's, it's the, the, the sort of the, the meeting place between like the comic, like the superhero world and like the sports world. Yep. Um, and I really came up with a better term for what wrestling is and it's a sports opera. Yeah. So it's not like a soap opera. It's not like, like star Wars is a space opera. Um, comics are really like a sci-fi opera. But, like, wrestling is like a sports opera, right? Like, you're watching these dudes, and they actually do, like, yes, it is all 100%, not 100%, but for the most part, like, it's close to 100% scripted out and, and you know, everything. Like, they know who's going to win the matches, and mm-hmm. they know what they're going to say to each other, and they have people writing. Like, you can see that they have writers for an occupation, you know, that they hire for. 
Um, so they know what the determined outcomes are going to be. So it's not really like there is that much at stake as far as who wins what, right? But the thing that is very interesting and very athletic about it and does make it real um, is when a dude gets like pulled directly up vertical over someone's head and then slammed on the square of their shoulders right into a flat, you know, floor mm -hmm. on the mat there with no padding on either surface of the person or the board. I mean, that's that you're literally taking a beating. Um, it is a very like, like they get the shit kicked out of each other. Uh, but they're doing it, you know, I, you can tell uh, it's very telegraphed and you can see when they pull punches and, you know, when they do the rolls and okay, well, they had the head hidden between the, the knees when they came to slam down. So they're not actually like, you know, crumpling their spine when they slam the dudes into the into the mat. Right. But there's still like every now and then it's like, oh, Jesus, like that was a fucking hit. Um, so like there is still interesting like pieces of athleticism with it like they are actually doing these things and they are in phenomenal shape and they do all this training it's basically like you took um you know stuntmen and women and just had them perform their stunts and like i really enjoy like that stuff in you know like action movies right like it's impressive that tom cruise does the stunts he does because he does the actual stunts and it's no less impressive when you see the stunts actually done you know, some dude jumping off a ladder onto another dude. Like, that's... You can't really fake that when you're in a stadium of 50,000 people. It, or it's really hard to, you know, put wires in there and then edit it out for TV purposes when it's live and in front of 50,000 people. So there's that. Um, the problem I have overall is I feel like the writing could be so much better. <laughs> I, yep. I for, for, for both. Yep. And I give AEW the break on a number of reasons. One, they're newer. Two, they don't have, you know, a fleshed out roster like they want. Um, they also don't fully know, I guess, you know, or it seems like the direction that they're they're going. What I will say is I can tell a better direction from AEW than I can with WWE. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel both. And this is really like the success of what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, is that, you know, they made their movies and they're like, okay, we're going to make an Iron Man movie. And it's like, oh, this was a huge success. We'll make a sequel and we'll make Captain America and we'll make Thor. And then you know what? We're also going to make an Avengers and we're going to pull all of them together, right? And then by the time they got to the second Avengers, Age of Ultron, you know, the whole Marvel Studios production team basically got together and said, like, what is the fucking point? Like, what are we leading to? And so then they built all the way out to the Infinity War and Endgame movies and then fleshed in the pieces in between. So that way, all the pieces for like seven years built up to this one moment. And it feels as if, and especially so with, with WWE, is, is it feels like it's flying on the seat of its pants. It, it feels like they have these moments where they, they want to see these things happen and they, you know, they, they, they telegraph these moments to happen for, uh, you know, like, for instance, for SummerSlam, right? And I'm assuming this, they were building all this other stuff up to happen, you know, all, the, all these matchups, right? Like, I guess, you know, in particular, like John Cena and, and Roman Reigns, right? Like, they were building that up every single week. Nothing happened except they were trying to build up this fight for them to be like the headline match at SummerSlam, right? 
And if you know that's going to happen, you can just write it so much better and you can build in so many better pieces. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about what things would be better because one, I'm not getting paid to write that. And two, I'm not still fully, like I've only been watching for like four days. So I'm not still fully, I guess, engaged or as much of like a wrestling fan as like a wrestling fan is. And I understand that wrestling fans are their own breed of people. But having said that, it just feels pointless to a degree. Mm-hmm. It feels like <laughs> if I know that this is pre predetermined and we're doing these things, why not predetermine it further out and give more importance to it? If I know, you know, person X is going to lose Y matches, but by like the 12th match, they're going to come out on top like make that moment so impactful and build to it with all these little pieces that you do. Right. And, and that's what made again, to go back to the MCU and, and, you know, that universe, like that's what made that work is that they have all these pieces that build to these big, big moments. Right. Um, I think AEW is, so I think WWE they have bigger names. They have higher production value. Um, I think they're bigger names. The big names that they have are the better athletes. But I think overall, AEW is far and away a better product, mm-hmm. right? I think it's the comparative to me is uh, the NFL and the NBA. I think the NFL has more money. I think the NFL has bigger names and athletes. I think for athletic purposes, the big names in the NFL are better athletes, but the NBA is just a more exciting sport to watch. Um, it's a faster pace. They just like get to the meat and potatoes of things. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, the NBA and the NFL have existed for, for a fairly similar amount of time. Um, you know, and AEW is, is pretty new. Um, but it's just, I, I, I'm not really interested or excited to continue watching WWE, right? Like, I'm just like, I'll, I'll probably keep doing it just so we can keep talking about it. But like, there's a I'm, club for there's a club for that. It's called all of. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I was gonna say you're starting to sound like Jason and I now. It's like it's like we've it's almost like I have. We watched it for so long, and then it's like, what are we doing this for? Like, we're not enjoying it. It's not exciting. Oh, okay. Every, you hit the nail like, on the head with everything. By the way, I'm laughing because I'm perfect. You really did, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> No, no, I was it's, so, it's, you're, it's almost like we told you what to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like, really, we, truly we, did yeah. not. Um, but like, that's, man, that's like, I, having not even known really who CM Punk was, and like, we talked about it last week. So, like, I knew the thing was happening. But like, still watching that moment was more exciting than literally any anything that happened in the entire four hours of SummerSlam. Yep. Like that moment when just like the entire like Chicago metropolitan area was just like lit the fuck up in excitement. In fairness, that's probably the most exciting thing in wrestling in the past, about the past, I don't know, five years. 20 years. Easily, if not but more. He, but here's five the thing. easy, maybe even more. But like that wasn't even like that built up. It was literally we signed C. I mean, I'm sure, yes, obviously, you know, it's built up to the fact that they signed, you know, CM Punk and got him to come out of retirement to, to show up. But that was it. He just showed up. 
it wasn't even like there was this, you know, crazy match or, you know, right. a, a wild, you know, crazy appearance when someone comes out for an assist. Yeah. And this, and it would have been more impactful if you, you know, watched a decade ago, hundred mm-hmm. percent, what he mm-hmm. did and all that stuff. So, so here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Out of every everyone you see, mm-hmm. who's your favorite wrestler? I don't have a favorite one. either. Either brand. You don't have a favorite one that that you. No. There's there's no one really I, I, that like. There. Okay, so I don't have like a favorite where I'm like I'm hoping to, like like I'm rooting for them. I really want to see them like kick ass. There are certain people right. where where like when they're out, I'm hedging my bets that more exciting things are going to happen when they're out um i think that the majority of them are in aew um i think malachi black has the absolute most badass entrance of either yeah aew or wwe i i mean like i don't know like i thought I, i so I was never like someone that watched wrestling, but like I knew who the undertaker was. Right. And I knew that that dude looks like a fucking badass, but he kind of looks like a little baby back bitch. Like I'm not going to say that to his face. And I hope he doesn't hear this for just this two minutes, but I just think comparatively, like, like when, when, when he stepped out Malachi black, you kind of just stop what you're doing because it's an experience, right? It's not like, here's a song that's playing. Dude's going to walk out, probably hold a bell, maybe do something weird. Like, the whole stadium goes black. And then he just shows up, like, at the corner of the ring, just chilling there. And it goes black again. And now he's in the center. of Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's it's something else. And it's just, like, you can really feel like this dude just wants to, like, be, like, the badass, like, the villain, like, the dude who was summoned from satan and, and to, to, to one of your points you made earlier about the writers and how it just feels so scripted with wwe that's the problem as a wwe fan that i've had and malachi black was in wwe no more than two months ago oh they really let, they let him go because the writers didn't know what to do with him and they were just using him willy-nilly they had no idea what to do with the guy a guy with that and look, that re- skill set. He's not an overly yeah. muscular guy, but he has so much skill, and he's so talented. He can talk. He can wrestle. Like, And you don't know what to do with that guy when you're putting the product out you're putting out? I mean, we waited yeah. for almost a year for him to come back. Yeah. Right? And then they finally did these awesome vignettes where this really, you know, another darker character, almost like the scene in the Deathly Hallows where, uh, where Hermione's reading um, the Tales of Beetle the Bard. It was almost like that, like that kind of style of promo it was really cool that's cool and he did maybe one or two matches and all of a sudden it's like nope alistair black is released what the fuck, what the fuck? like malachi black so he was he was alistair black in oh WWE. okay got it got it got it got it and then went over and was malachi black in aw so it's just that. like jesus so of course and then so on the flip side who can you not stand character wise uh i mean i guess one like... who you're just like i don't want to watch them like, I I'll guess fast through their shit. I guess like by default, Vince McMahon. Just because like he's, I think the biggest issue with WWE right now. <laughs> um, can't get out of his own way. As far as like actual wrestler, I don't know. I don't. The character wise, I'm yeah, saying, yeah, like, no, no, no. I get that. I get like, that. Ugh, I don't want to like because we like Chris and I both have our, and I mean we'll share who we like like to see, 
and you'll I know I know you're gonna hate mine, Alex, just after watching the product the last four weeks. My favorite. Um and then our least favorites, we, we have them as well. But you know, there's people it's just like, I'm gonna hit the fast forward button if you're on the screen type of thing. Yeah. So again, there's no so I have not found a single person where I'm like, I want that person to win. Like they're like an awesome person. I don't feel like there's any characters that are like fantastic i feel like there are interesting people like there are interesting characters there are um you know and, and like they're they're people that are doing wild shit but there's no one that i'm like yeah like this is the fucking person like this is the hero that, right that in a nutshell is the problem because as a new fan you have nothing to get invested in right there's no one and i want to be super clear like i'm not trying to be like a vanilla Billy where I'm like, Oh, I just need someone that makes all the good choices. And they're, they're right for everyone. But in the same vein, you fucking need that person. Yeah. You know, the, the, the reason that people, Cena. you know, the reason that people, <laughs> but here's the thing. Cena's an asshole. Like he's still a generic. There's no person that's willing to like, you know, make a, a sacrifice play or something. Like, there's no one that's willing to, like, lay on the grenade, right? The thing that makes Darth Vader so badass is because you really want Luke to win because Luke is the polar opposite, and he's such, like, a, a you know, a, he's a hero. He's a great character. The thing that makes Thanos so imposing is not just the fact that he defeats the Avengers, but that you have pure, like, like wanting to do the best for everyone characters on the Avengers, right? Like you have, you have Tony Stark that makes the sacrifice play and you have Steve Rogers, who's the ultimate, you know, version and of, of that. And you just don't see any of that in, in either AEW or WWE. It's literally like each individual wrestler and character wants to be, specific character and they and and they want to be their character and it's very i want to say selfish but like to a degree it's pretty selfish you know because they're all trying to win individually i think what would make oh. it oh yeah no right. god okay i think what would make it like great is because so if you all know it's telegraphed fucking go balls out like go balls the fuck out on the fantasy aspect of it and have characters like 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 that really want to like embody these different sort of levels of virtue right the reason that in the spider-man universe the character of venom is so badass and so appreciated is because you have peter parker to balance it out right if it was only Venom attacking people and like that existed as a character, it wouldn't be as cool. Cause it's like, okay, yeah. But I mean, is he really that much of a hero? Like he's still killing people, but you still have the, the character of Peter Parker that still just saves people and still is just by virtue, a good person. He's someone that you can have any kid put on their lunchbox and feel okay and good about it. Right. Right. And I feel that is non-existent. Like, there's not a character where, like, if I saw someone with, like, a teacher or a lunchbox or a backpack with a character, I'm just like, well, that's a douche. That, that, that's what it was like, I want to say, you know, early 90s, right? 
mm-hmm. you had that's ex- like what you described and what you wanted is exactly what they had. You right. had these, you know, your like Bret Hart early '90s into the into maybe '95 ish before they find before the crowd changed, right? Mm-hmm. Like Bret Hart is that guy. He mm-hmm. was the antithesis to any. You know, you have your Yokozunas, you had your Owen Hart's, Diesel, all these guys who he fought or who he wrestled, you know, the big bads. I, I think Yokozuna is kind of the, the biggest one out of those. Owen Hart, really, I guess, the biggest one. Um, you know, there's the big bad, and now you have this 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 bright, shiny face. Hulk Hogan in the mid-'80s, same thing, you know what I mean? Um, and then the, the, the crowd changed, so it's just like, when you well, have the majority of the crowd who's going to start booing all that nonsense, then you have to kind of, then you just stuck with tweeners. They tried that with Roman. Right they tried that with Roman and yes. regurgitated. They did. You're right. What ends up happening, and again, I haven't existed through the space of wrestling for, for years, so I don't, you know, fully know. But what ends up happening is you get people that want to be these, like, I'm a badass, but, like, I'm really, like, a good person. But, like, I wear black and a trench coat. And it's, like, people are like, oh, yeah, he's pretty cool. And that's awesome for one out of 20 characters. But as soon as 19 of your 20 characters are like that, it's not as awesome anymore. And, like, it just feels like there are so many versions of that. Wow, and it's fair. It's fair. You know, and, and, and it's it's... Like, yeah, it's it's really cool when you have characters like Venom and Punisher and, you know, Wolverine, like, team up and do stuff because they're the ones that are, like, the morally gray characters and they're kind of fucking badass. But if, like, they were the core of the Avengers and that was the only characters that existed, it would, you know, get stale after a while. It's so funny you said that, too, because that, I can't remember who said it. Is it it's an old wrestling... Uh, old wrestling historian or, or manager or whatever said it and it's exactly what you're saying we're like you have one it's fine but when you have 15 to 20 people on the same roster trying to do the same thing all of a sudden it doesn't matter anymore and nobody cares like mm-hmm. back in the territory days I, I have no idea if you even know what i'm referencing but back before wrestling was a national thing it had all, all different territories guys mm-hmm. would go from territory to territory which gave a great mixture and it wasn't on mm-hmm. tv and so a lot of it would be um the the not your everyday not your 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 six foot two 200 pound everyday guy the draws would be little people um and the draws would be giants your seven footers your seven and a half footers um women's wrestling back then was not very common so if you had a, a female match on there it was a big deal because it was something different but some of these territories started bringing in five giants and it's like, okay, cool. So mm-hmm. first time they see it, they like it. But mm-hmm. the actual the actual quote is, when you have a locker room full of giants, you have zero giants. Exactly. Because you've mm-hmm. seen it a hundred times already. Going through a table in the late 90s, early 2000s was like, oh my God. Now they do it on the first match of a regular everyday show. And it's like, I don't care anymore. It's not a big deal to me. Right. Like, and it sucks because the performers are trying, but there's nothing different. And I, yeah, I want to be so clear with this. Like, I... I don't like hate or despise or have any ill will towards any of the, you know, performers, athletes, any of those people. I don't, I don't really truly think any of the problems, the big like core of the problems that exist in the wrestling space are because of the performers. Right. 
I really truly don't. I don't think there's there, I, I haven't seen any anyway that that provide those problems. I think the problems are with the writing and the lack thereof. Um, I, I I think the characters can be written better, and I think you can write better characters by giving them better moments. Um, I, I I think if you have a native villain, then you have a person to chase after, right? And I'll give you, like, I guess, like, an example for me of, like, something that was just god-awful writing. The SmackDown before SummerSlam had the worst piece in it by a long shot. And it was the very end of it when Cena and Roman Reigns were, you know, Shakespeare in the parking. And they're, well, because they're just standing there and they're reading their lines, right? I like to referee, that's all. And all of a sudden, you know, they, they're, you know, Roman Reigns is like, well, we're in Vegas, so let's raise the odds. If you win, I quit the WWE. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Now I know he's going to win because they're not going to like release their biggest fucking draw. Right. He's the biggest like character they have. Mm hmm. You know, I know Cena's showing back up, but he's not there forever. Well, he's already gone again. Yeah, he's exactly. Yeah. Like he's 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 he has a TV show for HBO Max. Yeah. He's playing a superhero every week. Like why he's not going to come back permanently? And they're not going to get rid of Roman Reigns because what happens? He's going to go to AEW, and AEW is going to fucking explode because they're going to use him way better than WWE is. Funny. And as soon as I saw that, I was like. I, you know, I was interested in 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 seeing this and like seeing the match because I was like, man, they like there's there's reasons they could you know have Cena win. There's reasons they could you know have Roman Reigns win. But then as soon as he said that, I was like, there's yeah. no reason John Cena's winning this one. And I think we talked about it last week, but honestly, like pff, over my fucking head, I don't remember really any of the the previous two weeks of wrestling talk because I. I've no, I've no like thing to grasp onto because there's all no context. These... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have exactly, no right. context whatsoever yep. to, to anything that's being talked about. So it's just, it's like when I go way in depth and in, in to like third and fourth level comic characters and you guys are like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like, okay. I feel like if they just created a fictional, like supernatural villain, right. Um... That is, what undead possibly no 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 no, no no i mean like graveyards. okay all i'm saying has, is has a manager named paul bearer all that'd all be a I'm tough saying, one now all i'm saying is the framework is already there and the framework is called mortal combat and it, that's so funny i'm sorry keep going no they no tried no, no, this, no. But go ahead okay look could go like how did go. like what happened with it Obviously, so, it didn't oh, work. So this they was, didn't do this it. is 1998, 1999 mm -hmm. WCW, and you've heard of WCW, right? Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. um, they're huge in the NWO era. They're they're flying high with Hogan and Nash and Hall and all of them in the NWO. You know, you have Sting and uh, well, Sting and the and DDP, Diamond Dallas Page were all fighting against them. And in the midst of that, in their mid card, they tried to do these. Mortal Kombat style characters. The biggest one, Chris, you know where I'm going. Yeah. His name is Glacier. Glacier. So that poor so guy. Glacier oh. was Sub Zero. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Like, I got that like, from the name. No, that, no, like, that... no, no, no. 
go go on to the go oh. on to the Googles okay. right now and just search WCW Glacier. Okay, Jesus Christ. But so that was Mortis, a bit of a Mortis different... was his enemy. And Mortis was his enemy, yes. So uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and now search Mortis WCW. Mortis? Is this a Who's better than Mortis? I was gonna say, I believe wasn't Mortis Chris Canyon, who was a hell of a performer. It was Chris Canyon, yeah. Chris Canyon. And then and then okay. yeah, Rath, W-R-A-T-H. He was the third one. And that was Adam Bomb, Brian Clark. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about him method. for obvious reasons. Oh, Jesus. So that was a different so, so, thing so, than what I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Keep going. What I'm what I'm saying is so in Mortal Kombat, it has the very like especially like in the original like arcade versions. Like the story of you know, there is a, you know, every, I forget, like what year, 10 years, whatever it is, or every year, there's, you know, the battle between, you know, um, like, what was it, Outworld and, and Earth and all the fucking realms or whatever. I don't know all the words and people are going to hate me for it, but whatever. But basically, it's just a fucking tournament, right? And you win yes. 10, 10 tournaments in a row for your realm, then that realm gets to conquer the others, right? And it's oversaw, like, it's overseen by, uh, you know, Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi, Shang-Sun, Shang-Sun. Oh, Shang-Chi is the, well, Shao Kahn is the emperor. Oh, okay. Right. But you have those big imposing characters, right? And then you fight Goro as the champion and they need a Shao Kahn and they need a Goro and they need to have a tournament where these people come together to compete and you have one that, so you have a big imposing gold villain and you have it where you have basically all the competition up to you know your 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 three main events for the year right you have three main events and whoever can gather the three main events the you know the belts from the three main events gets to compete in the grandmasters tournament and that's the one that's the big fourth one of the final year where you get the chance to fight your goro character and your shao Kahn, right roman and reigns wins Fatality. Base, yeah, base. That would be fucking awesome. Suffer and sabotage. <laughs> Bailey wins. Fatality. But you fight like you, 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 you write out all these moments on this sort of like predetermined. This is like what it is, and you go over the top with it. You know, and and you give people. Oh man, but you, you know, uh, but I know that they need to compete because you know this person needs to to get the belt for the next tournament. You know, and. And you have characters that do these things, and then you can build in the characters where, you know, um, you have some characters show up for, you know, the final thing, but they can't get into the tournament because they don't have the three belts. And then you have another character like Cena come rushing in to give one of his old belts to this person, right? And he becomes the fucking hero, right? It, it, you know, to make like the self-sacrifice or whatever. And and you never have these moments of of self-sacrifice or doing what's best for everyone because there is no everyone to do things for everything is completely for the self in in the wrestling world and the biggest i think I, I, i'll tell you okay. one thing when when this company went public back in was the early 2000s jason someone around sometime around there yeah it's when they went from the F to the E. It was around the same time. Yeah, they went so public. So that was O2. Uh, I think that was O2. Somewhere around there. And all of a sudden, they're worried about investors, not mm. their product. Mm -hmm. So, like, I know you were saying about the whole, um, the whole like the, the baby face, the white meat hero. Um, now, my favorite character growing up wasn't that. 
but it was somebody who I could grasp onto with their personality. No. No, I I oh no, no, not the warrior. No, I thought you were going with the warrior. I was gonna go full warrior mode here. No way. Oh, that, I was going earlier. Okay. Oh no, when I was a kid, it was yeah, it was the standard Savage Hogan, so was those types. Um, but when I started actually, really, when I was a teenager, you know, preteen teenager, Stone Cold Steve Austin was my favorite character mm-hmm. because he'd go around and he didn't he didn't care. You know, he was cheered, but he wasn't technically he said throughout his entire run he was kind of a tweener or more of a heel but because people cheered him they saw him as a good guy or face so it, it's kind of funny how that worked because they were trying to make him look like the bad guy because he's mm-hmm. going around to Vince McMahon giving him stunners and, and, and punching him and, and raising hell everywhere and drinking beer and being this total jerk but everybody loved him because he was like they go to work Monday through Friday their boss is an asshole and then they watch this guy on Monday, and he kicks his boss in the stomach, gives him a stunner, drinks a beer. Ha ha, screw you, I do what I want. People could relate to this guy. But here's the thing. When Vince McMahon is being the one putting out the garbage product, and you see someone beat the shit out of Vince McMahon, they're a hero. But it wasn't back then. It wasn't that's garbage then. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. the early 90s or late yeah. 90s and 2000s. Late yeah, 90s. That's, that's now it's totally different. Attitude. We're talking now back then, though. Now yeah. it's terrible. But, and, yeah, and no. Yeah, it's funny. I'm, not, Every... I'm not saying that ahead, you, like, like you have to have like a purely good you know character you know and everyone has to love this character but but if you don't have that and all you have are these morally gray characters then they're not really morally gray like just because they're not an asshole doesn't make them a good person right right and i feel like like on both sides the characters are just assholes and kind of less of an asshole and that's it there's not much where i'm just like like man, I'm really like I'm really pulling for this person. You're not wrong because even back then, the time I'm talking about, they did have those guys that were mm-hmm. just the good guy no matter what. They did have this. So you're mm-hmm. totally you're not wrong about that at all. It's just you know that was the character I personally latched on to, but they and they, they don't have that anymore. Like mm-hmm. they they try and the crowd like Jason mentioned earlier, the crowd has changed because like they tried that with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, the only reason he stopped getting booed was because he had to leave because he had he had cancer treatment. Like, years ago. That was Legit. shit. IRL. Like, for, for real, yeah. Like, and he had it years earlier, and it came back, and he had to forfeit the title and leave for a while, and, and he came back, and people were like, oh, we still don't like your character, but we can't really boo you. That'd be really classless. But then when COVID started, obviously he's high risk, so he went away for a while and mm-hmm. got in great shape, even better shape. Than mm-hmm. he already was, and almost a solid. I would say probably six, seven months. He was gone. He was right? out for a while and really? came back yeah. as the character you see now, and he is awesome at it. Mm-hmm. He does it so well. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he should have been the entire time. But they tried making him all dressed in black now, but the hero babyface, and people are like, "We're not, we're not buying that. That's not who he should be. We're not. Mm-hmm. You have to believe it." Like Cena, Cena squashed a lot of guys who could have been good babyfaces, but or excuse me, heels, but. People reacted to him. I was yeah. never really a fan because he always won. You knew Cena was always going to win, but the, like, he cared. so I'll I'll say this with Cena: his outside the ring, like outside like the actual like the cameras of the WWE space, he is that actual like hero embodiment character that like you want to see. Like he's granted like far and away more Make a Wish kids wishes than like oh, any yeah. other person like by a thousand or something like it, it's just absolutely insane like he is at his core a really good person and when i say that like you know he's not like that heroic character i'm not talking about 
those pieces. No, no, no. I'm, no yeah. I'm talking about when he shows up, right. they still write him as a bit of an asshole. Like, I wouldn't want to hang out with inside the WWE ring John Cena. Like, he seems like a douche. You know, like, I, for example, a hero character is not one that bum rushes in to steal a contract to sign for a match from someone else that stole it, right? Who did that? That was Cena. Oh, Cena did that. That's, yeah, that's what right, I'm saying, right. right? Because he stole it from uh, um, Finn Balor. Finn Balor, yeah. right. The hero move is to stop it being stolen and to give it back unsigned. Well, um, but you know, I don't like, want to know like, what's going on over there. There's no character that does that because there's no incentive for them to do that, right? Right. And 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 the writing needs to like build the incentive into that, and it just doesn't. You know, on the flip side, um, AEW feels like it's going more towards the the individual events that happen inside the ring and less of this you know, over-the-top, heady, written bullshit, right? Yeah. I, I have to say it's a much more exciting mm -hmm. product because I know if I turn it on, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing some action in the first 10 minutes. I know if I turn on any WWE event, it's going to take, like, a half hour before anything actually happens, right? It is a full, like, 15 to 20 minutes of exposition from yep. characters i really yep. don't care about and i i really don't want to like put myself through that i know that with aew i can put it on and see something happen within the first like five to ten minutes yeah you're a hundred percent right and that's that's actually one of the biggest problems i've had with it too is mm -hmm. i've been a wwe fan wow good words are hard a wwe <laughs> fan right my entire life i love it i don't want to sit here and bag on it. i want it to be better Absolutely. I, SummerSlam. I mean, I, I always I'll turn, open up like Reddit or I'll open up like the, mm -hmm. one of the sports apps and I'll, I'll see mm -hmm. what happened. I'll watch the highlights. But I haven't watched an entire Raw or SmackDown in God knows how many months. I usually watch a clip of whatever Roman's doing because I, I, I really like his storylines and the attitude and the character he's playing and all that. Um, but like I, I, I think I said this last week, it's like AEW, look, not everything is for everyone. There's some people, and Jason and I disagree with some some of the top guys in the AEW thinking they're as good as they are, not as good as they are. But you can watch it. I'm okay with not everything being for me. I don't need everything to be for me. I need 100%. to not have my intelligence insulted and to have yes. something I can look at and go, mm -hmm. well, that's enjoyable. And I can do that watching AEW. There's stuff mm -hmm. I fast forward through, but that's mm -hmm. okay. I still watch some things and go, oh, I care about that. Mm -hmm. it, and the funny part is WWE has some of my favorite performers in wrestling right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Roman's great. Love Kevin Owens. Love Seth Rollins. Edge is one of my all-time favorites. But the writing and, and the storylines are just so bland, predictable, is, and boring. I cannot watch so, it. Can't do it. It's so frustrating. It, it really, really is. Um, Like, I could probably predict what's going to happen in the next one. We're going to see, uh, you know... uh. Batman and Robin Mysterio show up and Robin <laughs> Mysterio is going to do I something first. unexperienced and stupid and they're going to lose and it's probably going to be against you know the Usos um, no they're done I disagree with that Usos, uh, Usos and Mysterios are done um, I mean that's what literally the past four weeks have been 
is yeah. every episode was that. And then they're going to... They... We've been calling a Dominic heel turn for months, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when we did our wrestling podcast beforehand, that, that uh -huh. was almost one of my... One of the predictions consistently yep. was Dominic's heel turn for fucking months. And what, is that, so like, what does that term mean? Heel turn means they're turning from a bad guy to a, a good guy to a bad guy. So a heel okay. is a bad guy. So you have a face who's turning, a, turning into a bad guy. So we've been waiting for a Dominic heel turn for fucking ages. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, just finally, God, give it to us. God damn. So one thing I wanted to add before. Was, oh, and um, that would be such beautiful fucking writing is if you have where you have God and it, and it would be great if you have, you know, him and his dad in there. And then all of a sudden he gets pissed with his dad for constantly like riding his ass. And then he turns and like, you know, slams his fucking dad and then walks the fuck out, happen. Yeah. you know, and then they have a match together. Right. And then he beats his dad. Same rules. Right. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like you do Three this is coming up. And do then it. all of a sudden, then all of a sudden when Ray is getting his ass handed to him at one point, probably against Roman Reigns, then you have his son come in and kick Roman Reigns ass with him. You know, these are the moments that you build to, but there's no, there's no writing for that. That's building to these moments. There's no consistency right. with wanting to get there. And there's and no, course, there's no time put into anything. Everything is rushed. Things used to take months at minimum. And now it's like, Oh, two weeks later, here it is. It's like, Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, it, the one big exception of the best storyline, and uh, Chris disagrees with me, leading up to WrestleMania, there was a character called The Fiend, had the best storyline with Randy Orton. It went on for months. That's, yeah, I was going like, to say, it, I disagreed after month three. Before that, I was with yeah, you. Like, Chris, uh, uh, Al, you should go back. I wish it was a compilation video where you could see just the shit they did. Literally, they set the fiend on fire. Or when I mean like legitimately middle of the ring on fire. And then he came back all toasty and charred. Alexa Bliss was with the fiend. It was fucking awesome. And then they had the payoff finally at WrestleMania, Orton and the fiend. And the fiend's finally going to just kill Orton and Orton's going to go away for a while. And Orton won clean when Alexa Bliss started bleeding blood from her eyes. Then the fiend I'm disappeared like, and just got released a few weeks ago. So Yeah, so it's just like... <laughs> Oh, like, so it's just, so any, one thing you said, I don't know, three hours ago, I can't remember how long, I don't even know how long we've been doing this for, um, about tournaments. We, we might have to start watching New Japan Pro Wrestling because they do that type of stuff. All yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like G1, do they? Yeah. G1 okay. Climax. Yeah. So the G1 Climax was in October last year. So it might be in October this year. So I'm going to do some research and try to maybe catch up on it. So they, and they do, I mean, they do a whole bunch of different tournaments. And then they also like, trade without the, with other companies so like you might see a new japan pro wrestling on tna impact or maybe even AEW. like they they kind of go back and forth they won't be on wwe anymore but that might be something we'll look into and maybe we can try to catch up on some of that and some mm. of the new japan stuff and then when the, the g1 climax comes <laughs> oh no it'd be a lot more than that because new japan is fucking baller so okay but yeah that was good, good, good wrestling talk yeah well, I just like those are those are those are my issues with it. I feel like yeah. both can exist in the same space sure. at the same time and yep. be super super successful. I feel like I feel like AEW just needs to like just keep doing what they're doing and like focus on, you know, their performers and athletes first and and get a good mix. Like that's what their writing should really be about is this is the place you want to be if you want to be a character and you just want to like just just be a performer right on in the ring a, a yep. in the ring performer right 
I feel like WWE can then take the baton on the over the topness and they can really go all the fuck out, even though AEW has all out. Um, but they can go all out. That was a wrestling joke. See, that was a great wrestling joke. Thank you. Very proud of you. Um, but WWE can like really like go balls to the walls with their over the topness. Um, but still make it exciting, you know, because as long as you have those, those pieces in there of athletic competition, it's still a sports opera, you know, Alex, and, we're going to play a wrestling game with you next week. I just, I wrote a cut down, just down a couple oh, notes. I'm creating a wrestling game for next week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be oh, fun. No. Chris, we've done, I've done wrestling. We did wrestling games on the old podcast. That was, those were fun. I, thought yeah, that was, I enjoyed those. So we're gonna, I did. Yeah. So we're going to do, we're going to do a fun one where we'll, we're going to do a fun one. Okay. So. You know what I'm waiting for? Because we go ahead. I was gonna say one of the things that you were saying was the the you wanted to see my reaction for the characters that you really despised, and then also the oh I like like my favorite my so Chris who's my favorite wrestler? How well do you know? How well do you know me? Of like is this of all time or is this like no just right now? Who is my number one right now? Right now probably Alexa Bliss. It's Alexa Bliss. I fucking love Alexa Bliss. I don't care what she does. I loved her new character. Now it's gotten stupider with. Dewdrop and and Eva Marie and all that stuff. Dewdrop oh, first of all needs to go back to Piper Niven immediately, and then because that was her name in NXT UK was Piper Niven, and like hey, so what's your name? And she was about to say her name, and Eva Marie's like, no, we're gonna call you Dewdrop. Oh, fuck you, Eva Marie. Like go away, away, just away um, forever. Don't come back. Alexa Bliss once she gets rid of this Lily nonsense and just goes back to I don't know fucking wrestling. Like she had this cool stuff where it's like. The lights would go out and then her outfit would change and she'd be like her old character. The lights would go back out and then she'd be the, like, Alexa Bliss can do no wrong in my book. Um, mm-hmm. My least favorite character right now, and I haven't shared this before, I hate Rick Boogs. I hate Rick Boogs. I hate everything about him. <laughs> I will fast forward through all the shit. And it's a oh. shame I love Nakamura. Yeah. I remember when we were pulling wrestling cards and I got that Nakamura auto. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. But now I don't even want to watch him because he's always with stupid Rick fucking Boogs. And I'm like, no, you just need to stop. He's he's pretty much, and I, you won't. I don't know. You won't get this reference yet, Al. But he is a babyface Elias. Yeah, and I did it's not just get that like, but Elias right. had talent. That's no. the thing. Exactly. So it's just like Elias had a similar character, but a heel version of it, and he pissed the fans off. And he was a good wrestler. And he had a, this guitar thing and all that. And she, but it's just like, oh god, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I'm like, just make him stop and go away. Those are the go, ones. Go away, heat. The thing, yeah, yeah, the thing with him is I oh, just don't yeah. care. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't yeah. do anything. And, and he just and looks like a douche. One, yeah. <laughs> and the other one I don't like, and I know, Chris, I, I'm sure you still share the same the same sentiment. I can We can sum it up in one word. What's that one word? Guy we hate? <laughs> Bro. Bro. Fucking Riddle. Oh, Riddle. my God. God. I can't stand Riddle. Yeah. I, I need him the, to go I hate away. The character. For Dude, a the, long the, time. The, the person's a great athlete and a, and a legit badass in MMA, but like the character is terrible. I hate it. I hate Riddle. God, I just and, whole... I, and like Randy Orton needs to go away. Just we've been talking like every time we booked it, like Randy that Orton loses and goes away for a while. Was so just just dumb and frustrating to watch because it mm-hmm. was just like like why they fed off I... the fans. It was the fans. Why do I care about this? Like why should I care about this when these like dudes have like like i don't know just keep fucking betraying each other yeah or randy orton the crowd loves them and it's just like so you're gonna give the crowd what they want in this 
tapes. And now you can sell RK Bro shirts, and you're going to make a lot of fucking money with neon green RK Bro shirts. Just saying. It's like, oh, those I'm things sure are going to sell out. Oh, yeah. Money. Yeah. They're going to be the number two wrestling shirt. In, that, in a nutshell, is the problem. Until the company stops making money, which is not going to happen anytime soon, they're not going to get better. Money talks. And they just got a billion-dollar deal to fuck up the WWE Network and change it to Peacock. Mm. That's a billion dollars. They get God knows how much blood money from Saudi Arabia three, two times a year to go over there and put on a show. Like, they're not the money well ain't drying up anytime soon. They're not going away. Yeah. Like, yeah. The right. pro again. The problem. The problem is is again. It's just the writing, and it just is 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 terrible. It's the same thing that's plagued a lot of really good shows and and film series that when it just turns to garbage writing and you just don't care about the characters at all. And if I don't care about the characters, I'm not going to tune in to see what the characters do. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that was, that was a significant chunk of wrestling talk. What do we have? It like was 50 minutes. We are 52, 45. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. So it I was think good, we may though. have like the it. wrestling for this <laughs> one. Yeah. So if, if you've hung in with us for the last 53 minutes, you know, God bless you, Dan and Jody. <laughs> um, probably not. No but one, no probably, one. Yeah. No I don't one, think no anybody's listening that, anymore. No one from the carbs or the or the card side, but the comic side is getting our wrestling going. So yeah, um, there there's one story I wanted to bring up. I'm gonna switch gears if that's okay. It's totally fine. This Have you guys lot. heard of this Bishop Sycamore thing? Yes. No. Okay. So, so so this is amazing. Yes. So there is this company, and I can't remember the name of the company. Their job is to make at uh, uh, high school football matchups for ESPN. So you'll have these top tier uh, high schools that get the top recruits, right? So there is a school that named Bishop Sycamore out of Ohio, where you know they sent ESPN all their things, and here are all our recruits, and here's you know here's our roster, <sighs> and then so with, they get with, a like high the website and all game. that. Yeah, everything is you know right there. You do the research; it's there. They go on ESPN, and they lose fifty-eight to nothing. So it's just like, what is not a, happening? Well, here? not just that. They have like their quarterback playing in like as a corner, right? Like they have two way players yeah. for the entirety of the game. The entire, it's, yeah. It is so like a division three high school, basically like division right. four, like real low, like quality. So, so, um, so they do a little research and first they say this game wasn't played, played on a Sunday. And they're like, oh, they had a game Friday night. Now they're playing Sunday. And she's like, what? And then they then you know ESPN digs a little deeper, and the Ohio Board of Education has no record of this school. <laughs> I love it so None. much. No record of Bishop Six. This is like some water boy so, shit. Exactly, and they got a, and now they have scheduled games against like the other five top high schools in the country. <laughs> right, so now they're making bank for this, right? This is great. Like, this is fucking... Aunt Becky is the admissions counselor to this. Monte Teo's girlfriend goes there. It's like... It's this. It's just this wonderful, like... How did this actually happen? So, like, whoever vetted from, from this company vetted this thing. Like, they're like oh, and like, the roster that we received when this started is, is nothing compared to the roster we received on the day of the game. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> So, so if you want to learn more, just search Bishop, Bishop Sycamore, so and it's just like fucking it funny, fascinating for me. So I want to buy a Bishop it, Sycamore jersey just because so, uh, people just made it up, and it's a fake school, and then people are making all this money just off this this scam. 
with like 15 kids yeah. that are that are playing football that's amazing i think they're all graders, like junior college like... kids too like oh are they the okay? american dream or something like that like it's it's it, oh yeah so it's just amazing so, so if you have some time go go through and and search up bishop sycamore because it's just like oh, oh god it's fascinating it's so funny and then all now all the memes are out there yeah about bishop sycamore that's a, oh, but yeah that's they're awesome. they're a completely right. so, non-legit team they're not even a real school there was no bishop Sycam- named sycamore <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> like it's a completely um, just full false thing just to like basically get on espn <laughs> as this so like, i apologize for keep going on and off because i have no you're good you're good i, I gotta take care of work things real quick because tomorrow's the, the busy day at work so yeah, yeah, just, yeah you're fine you're fine <laughs> okay yeah um <laughs> but i'm still gonna listen but just keep going yeah okay um yeah so that was fucking hilarious um that's crazy I didn't, I didn't hear about that at all that's amazing oh dude if you should yeah just just type in Bishop oh i'm gonna have more. to that's so good yeah it's it's oh it's fantastic and like the announcers for the game like from espn were just like so confused <laughs> and just like well they're, they're supposed to be <laughs> It's just so great. We're number it's, one for seventeen years. How they listen yeah, like that? It just it feels like, you know, it just feels like a like a like a like a couple dudes like got together and were like, what if we tricked ESPN into airing like a fake yeah. high school? And they did. You know, you like know that was a, what a drunk it feels like. That was a drunk bet. They had to be hundred percent. And absolutely. then they're like, hey, we pulled it off. And one dude just did it, and then the other's like, wait, that was real. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Um, oh, that is so. It's good. absolutely fantastic. Um, it's hilarious. Bishop Sycamore, they're the best high school football program that doesn't exist. Um, that does actually exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes, oh, look into I, that. Oh, I can't. That's oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other football, the Patriots yesterday. Yeah, man, my guys made a big move. That was they, a very uh, big move, very bold move. I mean, anybody, anybody who watched, you know cam play last year you know the 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 preseason mac jones had he showed them enough but Mm -hmm. i figured he would be the starter Mm -hmm. and cam would get benched at worst i didn't think release but i think we talked about this before we pushed record and i think the whole yeah i don't know if it's necessarily not being vaccinated that did it but i do think it's the fact of him violating a known rule for a year and a half being having to be away from the team because of that for five days and Mm -hmm. not being reliable Exactly. Third string tight end or your fifth uh, wide receiver or corner can't be with the team because you made a mistake. That's fine. When your quarterback and team leader can't. But I also I also think it's important to because obviously for those of you that have been living under a rock for the past few days, we're talking about the fact that that the Patriots have released not just placed yeah you know Cam Newton, um you know on injured reserve or like as the backup or Cam Newton has just walked out. They released him fully. but you also got to take into account like the team he's playing on like Belichick has has on a number of occasions benched v- huge players because they showed up two minutes late. Yep. I, not being able to play for or even show up to practice for five days is massive. And like I, I have to imagine that weighs into, you know, his his running of his team. Um, I, yeah. And when you take a 15th overall pick. I mean, that's the first time they spent the first-round pick on a quarterback since 1993 when they took that's Drew Bledsoe first overall. Huge. When they first round, 
you uh, you know mm-hmm. Belichick saw what he wanted to see from that guy. All he was waiting for is a reason to put him in, and he mm-hmm. did. And kid looks good. I don't know what to expect. I'm not saying you know it'd be crazy to say it's the second coming of Tom Brady. That'd be ridiculous. But he's going to be a good quarterback. How much? How far past that remains to be seen. Right. But people, fellow Patriot fans out there, just don't. Dump on the kid after he has a bad game. He's going to have some really good games and some really bad games. He's still a rookie. So don't compare him to Tom Brady because that's not fair. Right. Like, you know, just use your common sense. Use your head. I I, I personally really want to see him do well, but that's because I, I, I pulled a Mac Jones card from the, the Prism Draft Picks <laughs> pack. So financially, I really want to see him do well. Yeah. Because that'll do really well for me. Um, but also, I just want to see him do well because there is something of here's, you know, an, it, it's fun to watch the person that's that's brand new just go lights out and just be oh. exciting. It's fun to see the new exciting stuff, especially, again, to go back to like what we were talking about previously, when you don't know if they're an asshole yet. They're still well, just a person, right? Right. That's why it was funny with like Patrick Mahomes. Like nobody expected him to do what he did year two, and you're watching. Hundred percent. Like, as long as it wasn't hurting my team, it was fun to watch. And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. that guy is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. good, good to know we made the roster. Good to know we right, made the roster. Right. It's yes. Thanks. It was really. Oof. It was close. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Like the, the so the the Rams left St. Louis, and um, I was like, well, I don't really have like a a, a team really that I can support because geographically like really into the st louis you know market and i don't really give a shit about the patriots and i'm not going to jump onto a fucking patriots bandwagon six years ago right like like at the tail end of of what they're doing like that's just i'm not gonna fucking do that just because i live here and then i was like well i could be a chiefs fan and now I'm definitely not going to be because then it would 100% be bandwagoning. But man, I, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely something else. He's insane. He's, he's... He absolutely is. I did not think that I thought there would be a longer period of time between, you know, Brady finishing and seeing another player that that could get to his, you know, potential for, mm-hmm. you know, the things that he's done accolade wise. Um, I, I thought it would be a lot longer time, but now there's a very, very good chance that, that Patrick Mahomes is, you know, in the already running for greatest of all time. I mean, the generational talent, no doubt. I mean, he does things you should, I mean, if you just watch him play compared to what other people do, some of the things he does shouldn't work. Like he shouldn't be able to consistently run around for eight seconds at a time out of the pocket and then just no look heave the ball downfield. Yeah, and, and it just, just have there. somebody there. Like uh-huh. I shouldn't, you know. And the, the pessimist in me, which I'm a pretty positive person most of the time, says at some point that stuff's going to stop working. But while it's working, it's pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's that's I guess that's what I'm getting after right now is I'm not saying he's going to be this way forever. Um. And I'm not saying what he's done so far puts him into the contention or the conversation of greatest of all time. What I am saying is what he has shown so far, and if he can consistently do this, right, right, 
Well, it's I like mean, last it's, week we, we talked about with Otani. We're not comparing Otani to Babe Ruth. We're saying comparatively at that point in exactly. your career, this is the mm-hmm. first guy we've seen since then. Like actually, yeah. if you compare Brady at this point in his uh, Mahomes at this point in his career to Brady at this point, Mahomes is on a trajectory to go by higher. That's yeah, and that's so, what I'm that, that's what I'm saying. We'll see like, what happens, but I get mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Otani. I mean, God fucking damn, it's ridiculous. So so good, so I, good. I think we've discovered what it takes for a, a DH to win uh, MVP, and that is they also pitch. <laughs> like, if only David Ortiz had had that fastball, he had a few MVPs. Yeah, what a pitcher needs to do to win MVP, and that is they need to be a DH. Like, it's just absolutely bonkers. He is, and the other thing too, like, could like just buy his fucking rookie cards. They're so cheap, and like. It's part of me that doesn't want to think this, but part of me that like, nah, it, it's probably true. Baseball's still racist. I I I really think Otani is is overlooked to a, like I I don't think people are reacting properly to how impressive Otani is, and I I do believe part of that is because he comes from Japan. I think part of it's the West Coast team as well. I, I also I also give the caveat that he is on the Angels yeah. because people are not reacting the same to Trout. You know, like Trout should be a name that literally yeah. every single person knows, whether you know baseball or not. Um, and that's not the case. And that's shocking to me. But so should Otani. I mean, he literally is in a league with himself and Babe Ruth. Like there's no yeah. other there's really I can't think of another player that shows the versatility in, in hitting and pitching like the, the, the two absolutely most important parts of the sport. That's pretty much it really when it gets down to it. Excels at, and it's no one since Babe Ruth. And like, when you say that about a player, it, it, I don't know, man, when you, when you can say about a player, we haven't seen a player that does this since Babe Ruth. That's a that's big, big fucking big. deal because that's a long time yeah. and a huge player. One might say the biggest player. I mean, here's the thing. If uh, to your point, if Otani was, I mean, I can't stand him. I'm a Sox fan, but if Otani was on the Yankees playing in New York or if he was on the Mets or something, like if he if he went he'd down be on the billboards street. everywhere. If he went down the street and played at the at Dodger Stadium, you know, like if he played for the Dodgers, it would be huge. But even the funny part, though, even the Dodgers can barely keep a stadium full just because it's the West Coast. There's other stuff to do, and nobody really seems to care that much. I mean, they even, also have even, a, they also have a huge stadium. They've they got like do, a two point four million seat stadium or something bullshit like that. <laughs> Jesus, I don't even like think the it's the entire biggest population. Majors, but... LA metropolitan area. We'll, we'll go with two and a half million people. Yeah, yes, okay. two and a half million. Two and a half million fit in Dodger Stadium. Give or take like two million people. Um, no, but I re- I really truly think like if he was on another, and that that's true with pretty much every sport. Um, if Giannis Antetokounmpo was on any other team, almost any other team, right? If he if he played in any bigger metropolitan area he would be on everyone would know who he is right mm-hmm. Out, outside of, and that's that's the moniker if you're in the sports world you know who these people are right it's the is my mom someone that knows who this right. person right. is right like my mom knows who lebron james is and and she, you know she knows who babe ruth is right and like that's when you escape the just being great in your own 
sport or great at sports in general. It's it's when people that really don't give a shit know who you are. And I just, man, he is just such an impressive talent. Well, it's like you said, Mike Trout. If you say Mike Trout, you walk down the street mm-hmm. to any, sport, any sports fans, you know who Mike Trout is. Absolutely. If, mm-hmm. if you ask your grandma, grandma, you know who Mike Trout is? No, no, no idea. No, like, no no, I could ask Jody, and she would have no idea who Mike that's Trout it. is. And I mean, that's that's preposterous to a sports fan because he's easily, mm-hmm. easily top three best players in the game right now, mm-hmm. and on a Hall of Fame trajectory, yeah. one of the great careers of all time if he keeps going the way he's going. But he's on the Angels, and absolutely, baseball cannot promote their stars of any color. They uh, don't know how to promote ba- their stars. Baseball doesn't know what the fucks are doing in no, general. They have no idea. I if they you listen really to my other don't. podcast, but in Chris Talk Sports, wherever you download your favorite podcast. Um, <laughs> You know how much I dis- how much disdain I have for the Major League Baseball office and Rob Manfred, the commissioner. He's the worst commissioner in sports. I see red every time I hear his name. He is terrible. He cannot promote his game. He shoots himself in the foot. How many times he's had a good idea and then smashed victory f- or defeat from the jaws of victory? Mm-hmm. He's awful. And baseball, unfortunately, is, is has this cloud over it until mm-hmm. somebody knows what they're doing and gets in there. Right. MLB... Is like the WWE in that they are successful in spite of themselves and yeah. solely because they have existed for so long. I, I, you know, like, like they, they really don't know how to promote, no. promote their sport or their players. And they just continue to exist because people keep showing up and people keep liking baseball because it's a sport to like. And the beauty of baseball is there is, Stars and quality players of every nationality, background. You have Shohei Otani. You have guys like Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr., Mike Mm -hmm. Trout, Mookie Betts. Mm -hmm. Go on and on and on. Oh, it's by far the most diverse sport. And and it's like literally players from all over the world. Nobody would know, and Mm -hmm. nobody knows who these guys are if you're outside that bubble. It's it's. Mm -hmm. How do you have that and not promote that? It's 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 crazy to me how many like big players they have that unless they go out of their way to be massive, you know, MLB really doesn't care or, or that's the, the, uh, unless they're breaking a record, MLB really doesn't care. Right. And, and I think that's such a, a huge problem for MLB because they've got a lot of records that are really fucking hard to break. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there are, there are records that are, Go, they're absolutely impossible to break with how the game currently exists. They're, you're not going to get anyone beating the hit, the you know the hits. Like like the the hit streak is never going to be no no. Same with with the Iron Man, right? That is never going to be broken because not a single fucking manager is going to care that you know you have played whatever it is 2000 something games in a row they're gonna sit your ass because they want you in october it's just like there are just records that exist that are just going to be permanently there because they're not going to be broken no one's as soon as no one's sitting no one ryan strikeout record no one's touching that no um but like like the hitting base ones no one's gonna no one's gonna beat that because you don't want to be the team that you know got the record broken on Mm -hmm. so you're just gonna you're you're gonna auto walk because now you can auto walk instead of just you know throw into the side you know i so it's really what records are you gonna break and it's like okay well 
home runs are exciting, but in order for MLB to, to break the home run record, I mean, dudes had to take like five gallons of steroids a day mm-hmm. to even come close and break it, you know? And, and, and Barry Bonds is, or was one of the absolute best athletes, even before mm-hmm. he, he juiced himself up. He was like by far one of the best baseball players, like in, in that like top 10, top 20. I still think he is a top five all time, even with the juice. I don't give a shit. Everyone was on the juice. I still think oh, all, yeah. no, I, I think in professional don't. sports, no. everyone should be taking steroids. Yeah. Why not? I think once you get to a professional, I, I, I don't understand the arguments of like, it'll in, like get kids in high school and middle school and all that taking steroids because they need to compete. I don't fucking understand any of that. Um, you're not giving kids contracts at all. So it, I don't know. To me, it's just give them the best performance that they can have. Like, I don't know. That's me. I, I want to see exciting shit. I want to see dudes that just like look at a baseball and it flies 450 miles <laughs> yeah. into orbit. Um, but yeah, a lot I, of non-baseball know, it, fans know who Mark McGuire still is. Hundred percent, dude. Mark, Mag- dude. It so... was, it was another thing. Like, okay, as a kid growing up in the 90s in St. Louis, it was another thing entirely. Like, you would see everyone come up and do batting practice, right? And then Mark McGuire would come out, and it was, like, it was, it was like you had, you know, like, the Greek characters show up, right? And they would do their things. And then Hercules would show up. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, Hercules is literally going to, like, lift, like, the world in half, you know, just, like, break it in two, like, you know do whatever the fuck he's gonna do it was like watching like a demigod show up and just just with such ease just crank him out of the park every fucking time it was on another level and i mean yeah we know why it's on another level now but i don't really care you know i know the problem is too is that was still baseball is still recovering from the strike of 94 and they mm. were on mm. their way out. They were screwed. And Bud Selig knew something was up with McGuire and Sosa. Everybody knew they were on the juice. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared because mm-hmm. it brought baseball back to life. And yep. the minute, the minute that he didn't need them to stand on his own two feet again, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now it's an investigation into steroids. Now all of a sudden Jose Canseco well, And now the U.S. Is government is person. looking into it. And, yeah, it's like we got now, other but, shit you know, to worry about, guys. Right? It's just like... <laughs> I don't know. To me, it makes it more exciting. Like, I think that is, I think the taking the steroids is less of an asterisk than um, the fact that, you know, like Babe Ruth played at a time where black people couldn't even play in the sport. Like, there's a huge swath of the population and and they were in their own individual league, like that couldn't even compete. Mm -hmm. You know, like a big portion of competitors just were not able to play. And it's just that to me is a bigger asterisk than someone using a, a, a larger amount of performance enhancement. You know, I'm, I think that the fact that there is um, uh, statistical data and like tracking data and like all this shit that we have with, with, with computers. And like, when you see him kind of pull his elbow up a little degree, he's throwing this pitch, right? This is his change. Like that is you so much a trash more. Can. It's a fastball. That, like exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like that to me, like the ability to like like see all of these like minutia pieces of detail, 
is so much more of a performance enhancer than than any like chemical you can take. I I, I, I know. know what you mean. Look, I'm a Patriots fan. I I, I and this is legit. I'm not I'm not even like trying to get Jason going here. Okay, like I want to watch these games to be entertained. I do not idolize Absolutely. anybody. I've mm-hmm. enjoyed watching Tom Brady play for 21 years. If I saw him walking in the street, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't handle it." I'd be like, "Oh, cool, holy shit, there's Tom Brady." Like, I probably want, I'm kind of an introvert. I'm shy. Pants, let's be real. I'm shy, <laughs> so I wouldn't even like. I'm not even going to sell that. Um, I'm not even. I'm kind of shy, so I wouldn't even walk up and like, and like, and, like say anything. Probably, honestly, I'd probably be like, "Oh, well, whatever, okay, cool." Like, what am yeah, I going to do? Be like, "Hi." Your pants would be wet. You wouldn't be able to. Walk <laughs> no, but like, no, legit though. Like, oh, it's all sticky. Really, for certain, like. Anybody, whenever I talk really about Patriots, shields in the flavor. <laughs> in an order that Let's might let surprise Chris make you. his fucking point. But like people all the time think they're gonna like get to me and troll me. And look, some people are easily like thrown off. I don't care. That's fine. People like, oh, you're a Patriots fan. How does it feel to be a fan of a team that cheated? And I'm like, you know what? Pretty goddamn good. Pretty goddamn good because I got to watch him win a lot. And you know how much I care about other people's opinion of this, that, or the other thing. I can already see Jason like seeing red and like rolling his eyes. Like, that much. I don't give a shit. I so, don't care. I watch you be entertained. I don't idolize you. I don't care. Like, I have bigger things to worry about than whether yeah. or not they videotaped on the wrong part of the field or not. doesn't matter to me. When it's actual cheating, and, like, I guess this is the difference. I understand that that taking performance enhancers like steroids is cheating because that's against the rules, right? My problem is not the the I don't care about the cheating. It's I don't think that steroids should be a rule that exists like i don't I, fucking let them juice to the juiciest right. content but if it is and they're not doing it then that is still technically cheating according to the rules what i'm saying Absolutely. is i just like if you're a real fan you don't give a shit i got a buddy who's a bills fan and he is so I, bitter i can, I can so tell you bitter. i can i can tell you from someone myself that's not a new england fan people fucking care <laughs> oh i know they do there 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 are 100 percent new england Other blinders that exist what's that I said there are 100% New England blinders. Oh, that yeah. That exist where, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Dude, ask me how much I care. <laughs> I don't give a rat's ass. I don't. Oh, man. Now, we can have the discussion as to what was actually done or not, because here's the thing. As a fan, oh, I'm going to say, I don't want to do this Hold again. on, hold on. I just listened to it for an hour. Me neither. All right, go ahead. I'll Whatever. listen. Whatever. Go, go, go. No, 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 We didn't want it. No, no, it wasn't. No, a no, no, no. I, I, no, no. It, no, it was the point where I wasn't gonna argue with you today. I want to hear your point. No, I do want to hear your point. I just wasn't oh. going to like argue back. At oh yeah, no. All I'm go saying ahead. is, if you're I'm... a fan, if you're a fan, you're gonna say why it wasn't a problem. And if you are somebody who doesn't like them, you're gonna say why it was a problem. And neither one of you are ever going to agree. It's like politics. You're not gonna agree yeah. on the other person's side no matter what. So. I agree why I have that conversation. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't – you can have that point of view. You don't like them because of this reason. I don't give a shit. They're my yeah, team. My, I'm happy they won. My Whatever. point was I don't – I didn't want to, like, go back into the how deflated were the footballs really. Oh, no, I don't care. No, I don't like, care. I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't want to, like, get drawn into the details. and stuff. Dude, I much? cannot t- – my dad still will talk about, well, like, oh, well, I called my, my, my brother. Sorry, Dad. I'm, like, calling out <laughs> Well, now we got two he, one he's, listeners. He's a scientist for NASA, and he told me the math behind why the <laughs> footballs were actually a little bit lighter than they should have been. And it's just like, Dad, I don't fucking care. Like, no, it's Thanksgiving. No. Dude, I named my fantasy team Belichick's <laughs> film crew. Ask how much of a I shit know, I give about people so being mad. Funny. I don't care. Like, it's a game. Like, okay. Yeah. 
right it's it's something to distract from the looming climate apocalypse and <laughs> water scarcity and financial rot that exists in our society but i can i can watch this sport beat the shit out of another sports team so that's really fucking cool and when they do yeah. the price for the cards that i have of the players exactly, on those teams right. goes up right and then i can buy a <laughs> ticket to mars and escape all this no i really like alexa bliss <laughs> um she basically here's the problem i have with alexa bliss see look at that look at that transition yeah i know um <laughs> they basically said like hey we need to make a harley quinn character in the wwe like all they did was just take everything that harley quinn is and put her in the wwe I think the problem is you haven't had a chance to see good Alexa. You've only seen this. And that's really, true. That, 100%. That's version. true. There's always yeah. the caveat that I'm fucking yeah. bullshit wrong with literally everything I no, say. No, no, no. You're right um, about what's now. But but from what I've seen, I'm just like, wow. Like, they didn't. Like, it's it's the meme of, like, can I copy your homework? Yeah, change it up a little bit. So, you know, and it's just, it's literally, like, can you tell the difference between these two pictures? And it's like, it's the same picture. It really feels like. You know, because she's a popular character in the comics and movies and um, people fucking go overly bananas for Harley Quinn. So why wouldn't the WWE, when they can take that character, because characters that are like like that already exist, you know, to the same sort of level, why fucking not capitalize on it? Mm -hmm. To me, it's just, well, this this feels like a great value Harley Quinn. And I'm not a fan of it. Fair. That's fair. I'm not saying I hate it. I just don't appreciate the the laziness of it. I don't know. If, yeah, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Right. It's, yeah. It's right. like yeah. You know, you have the opportunity to literally make any character you want. And I get that this is a, a cool character, you know, that exists already, but maybe maybe make something different, right? That, that's I think we all want as fans is something different. We're not yeah. getting it right now. Yeah, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we don't need to continue to go down wrestling lane, but I okay, so I, I can keep I going. Say, any, yeah. well, anyone have any cards they want to show this week? <laughs> I know you had another exciting pack of, uh, what was it? Jack I Nicholson's did. Jockstrap 1 of 1. You wanted yeah. to open up? Well, I'm going to show this one too, the, this poll. I think this was a good poll this week. So I pulled, this is a... This is the uh, Prestige, right? Yeah. This is this year's Prestige from the Mega Box. Mm -hmm. So it's an Amari Cooper yep. Auto out of 20. Is that on the card oh, or is that a sticker? The sticker. Okay. But still, the out of 20, though, it's uh, Ooh, a decent card that's there. That's nice. I, I, I like the Amari. I mean, Amari Cooper, is like most of the autos we've been pulling have been like, like in the break we did last night, like no one knows who the fuck those guys are. I got a, um, I got a Auto Luis Garcia. Nice. Yeah. Cool. That's a exactly. Washington, yeah. Washington National rookie, right? Uh, Detroit. Yeah. Oh, Wait, see, rookie. Was, isn't there... It is a rookie, though. It is a rookie. Rookies and... are cool because you don't know what they're going to become. So exactly. that's that's fun. Yeah. So I built a database so the other it's... day. <laughs> Put all my rookies maybe in there, so the, uh... I can just check that. Maybe I'm getting him confused because I have a patch card, a Luis Garcia patch. Um, it's a it's a national though, Washington National. So. But yeah, so maybe, I maybe think it is I've national. decided that, yeah, that 
each week now, if I don't sell these motherfuckers, I'm just going to open one a week. Oh, Last week, I raged through my cards because <laughs> I only had three, and it was bullshit. So, you want to do it? Yeah, yeah do, it, do, do it, man. That's what you got there. Hopefully Fuck you get something man. better, something worth your money. Oh, man. I'm going to just eat this. I can already tell. I love it. I'm going to eat this whole pack. There's going to be no day, cards in there. It's going to be three filler cards and a middle finger. That's yeah. all it's going to be. They are really low carb, though. Well, we start with a Tom Love Day. That is something. Those are just some fantastic pants. Fantastic. Well, that's just golf in general. Okay. All right. It's Tiger. Mm -hmm. All right. It's probably worth something. It's just a base card, but it's Tiger. Mm hmm. (gasps) The fucking filler card. Ooh, there you go. It is technically a card. I've seen this back one, which is Blair O'Neill, because we all know her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then hopefully, so now that's three. There is a fourth card here. I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't seen the back yet. So hopefully it's something. So let's see. All right. Looks like it's a parallel. It's a rookie. Ooh, no, that's uh, that's Bryce DeChambeau. That's actually going to be a decent card. Because he's one of the best out there right now. So it's actually an Artifacts rookie. I thought there was a guaranteed Artifact in every box. Is it on the side there? Oh, it is. You're right. What's that? What would you say? Wasn't there a guaranteed Artifact card in every pack? No. Oh, okay. This is a one... Let me... uh, Hold on. 194 out of 199. So, so like, if if this is the bait... So this is the base, right? This is the red parallel that goes with it. So this... At least it's, you know, at least I know a couple. Let me go get the side of the box. See yeah, what yeah. it says real quick. I really right. want to get like a, like a, like a Arnold Palmer's like two year chip for AA relic. <laughs> like that's, that's the card I want. It actually has real teardrops so on it. It's his actual like, actual like two tears. year Alcoholics Anonymous chip in the card so all yeah all it says is look for autograph legendary pga tour course relic cards collect artifact rookie cards nothing oh, on that side collect cards it. featuring tour worn memorabilia this box contains an assortment of artifacts trading cards randomly inserted into those specially marked packs um you know and then it has all the odds here like i'm looking at them i'm like <laughs> I thought it was one of no every pack guaranteed. No. Yeah, that's where I misunderstood. So like the first that's... one we got was ridiculous. All right, I got some Topps Chrome 2021 uh, here. I'm going to open up some baseball. So. Sweet. All right, good. So it's stopping me from not opening up another one of these packs today. Oh, I found I found a box of, uh, what was it, Allen and Ginter at those Walmart. Are nice. Those are real nice. Oh, I hate those cards, man. I mean, I, maybe I got like a garbage pack, but. I just didn't like the cards. Like, like they did not want to go into the sleeves at all. Like, really? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. This corner will go, but this one won't. Well, this first pack is uh, a lot of nothing. Okay, cool. That's fun. <laughs> That's riveting. Yeah, no, it's 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 a shit show at best. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay, is this something? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, okay. 
Judge. There's a Zach Grinky. There's a Kyle Lewis, Future Stars. It's not bad. He plays in the Mariners, so it's probably not true, but it's okay. Until the Yankees buy up his contract. Yeah, so. that, <laughs> he might, that he might be something, yeah. All right, last pack. Last pack? How many packs were in the thing? There's uh, eight, but I already opened two. And um, oh. my entire other blaster. And I'm saving three for Emily to open because she loves to open them too. Got it. I was just going to say, I'm like, that's... I'm going to look up this... Uh these two cards here all right yeah i uh i paid ten dollars more for a prestige blaster than i did for a, a mega box i did for a box of these wouldn't go for the top chrome. not really that good and so this week i've been doing some research on um on hobby boxes oh 99 cents for tiger 363 really um, wow that's crazy yeah just that's just the base uh, um so they have the first off the line boxes versus the um just regular hobby boxes right and they're like 200 dollars difference it's ridiculous yeah. yeah so i was like so some of them have like more special inserts and things like that so it's not like it's not it's not crazy let's see so Bryce DeChambeau, 2021 Upper Deck Artifacts Golf Rookie. So there's a different one here that has him on the side. Okay, so this one, this red one, the 17 out of 199, sold for 7101 on auction. It's not the bad. non-parallel sold for yeah. So um, some of his other stuff is is, is decent. Um, bad, there's though, not yeah. another oh here's so this one oh another one here um 10250 on auction 19 bids Sweet. it was 150 off 150 offered but it was an offer was accepted but you can't tell what offer was accepted um i'm gonna end up opening all this you know i'm gonna end up opening all these right i'm surprised you haven't already honestly i give you credit because i would have god damn it i'm doing one more do uh, it I uh oh I well, got then, a uh, but here's the thing so it's like if I sell that for a hundred bucks right that's gonna be my goal, hundred bucks for this card, then I'm already a quarter of the way of breaking even. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're only one big hit in that box I, like that away from breaking even. I, so I wasn't even paying attention, and I want I did the Tom Lovegood and not the Tiger Woods. Jesus, no one wants you in a friggin' top loader Tom Lovegood. Yeah, screw you, Tom. You in your good. pink ass pants with your shit in your pocket. Yeah, who the that fuck Tiger are you? Going in. I don't know, some dude. He's hey, he's more popular enough to get a a trading card. Yeah, but like, we can make trading cards hobby ourselves. Box. Like, oh my god. Glad I didn't pay full price for this hobby box. That pissed me off even more. I would never buy it for that much. It was a thousand bucks, but I bought the I got the box for four hundred. That's why I've been trying to sell them, make a good profit. But you know what? Fuck it. Feeling reckless yeah, so here it is. Here's the Tiger Woods one of one divorce proceeding autograph. Elon Woods or whatever her last yeah. name is now. Yeah. Oh, I would take a Phil Mickelson auto. Like that's that'd be right, actually pretty cool. Yeah, and, that'd be where's that other okay, I'm gonna put this on the back so I can't see the back card. There you go. And there's another one in here. So each of them have a, a sleeve in here. So uh Pat Perez. 
We all okay. know and love Pat Perez. Mm-hmm. Sure. Looks like the same guy. Nope, not quite. Cameron Beckman. They're wearing the same thing. Cool. All golfers look the same. Right, this one's different. You can already tell by by that this is, there. This is artifact. Does it? Oh. That looks that's a PGA patch. This is a ball marker. Oh. So Brian Harmon ball marker. Go ahead, just make the joke. Like <laughs> And that's actually not the card holder. This is actually how thick it is. Wow. So yeah. that's a uh, yeah. So at least a one thirty, so not more. So I wonder if this is not numbered though. And then I have Shez Revy, Revy, or Shay Revy. I don't even know. As the last card there, but this is a. I mean, I mean this is a one thirty, easy. Yeah. The size. Definitely. But like, if it's a ball marker, like. It's not like you take a ball mark, you know, like in jersey cards, you take the jersey, you cut it up, you put it in there, right? Right. Like you can't do that with this. That would think it'd be the entire marker, received... yeah. Yeah, so it's theoretically, I know it's not. This is a huge, ad... you know where I'm going to go with this, I think. Theoretically, this is a one of one because there's not another, unless there's other ball markers that he, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, because, it, yeah. Because, like, like, on right. a jersey card, you're going to get. X amount of pieces off right, of a right, right. or a sweater or whatever. Like this is a ball mark. You know what I mean? So you received a trading card with a manufactured golf ball marker. Enjoy your golf ball marker card. Exclamation point. How much? Hey, let's play a game. How much do you think this is selling for if it's sold at all? Mm, 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Al, what do you think? Um, I mean, I'm on eBay right now looking exactly at it. So I don't think that's a fair Oh, there's actually there's a there's a lot oh shit would you like to know what the most recent one sold for no okay of a oh my Bry god 558 for bryson dechambeau oh, five oh no this is brian Harmon. oh oh okay <laughs> oh no dechambeau's is probably going for i was like that's 275 <laughs> for yeah. an artifact ball marker no, this one has sold for five dollars and fifty-eight cents, and then Never nine dollars and thirty-eight cents. God damn it! These oh. fucking cards. <sighs> well, wait. I mean, you got a? Did you get? You got a mem card in the first one, right? Some kind. Yeah, I did. It was um, garbage. God damn it! So now you've opened up three. I mean, you can probably make your money back off them at least. All right, you fuckers. Hold on. Yep. You're doing it again. God damn it. I hate you guys. So I pre-ordered that, that, that hobby box of Undisputed. I'm like, I really hope I get something there that's like, oh, shit. Cause... Yeah, I, I might do that, too. I only on. ordered one. It was a really good price. But they say in, in the hobby boxes they have randomly inserted extras that aren't part of the 10 packs that are like one of ones and like high value stuff. So I'm like... Take a chance on one hobby box, but. God, you're going to make me get that one too, aren't you? I mean, right. I have no, no idea what's no going one's on. making you, you, but do anything. But... Well, no, it's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, I'm ordering a pizza. You're ordering a pizza. I'm hungry. So, fuck, I want a pizza too. But Not from the Domino's you talked about, about last week. 
<laughs> from Domino's. Actually, no. I had some good Domino's the other day. I got. Oh, not that's from good. Here, that's though. good. Oh, it's not a knock on Domino's. Just that particular Domino's. And your lazy ass hotspot that messed with you. Are you doing all of them? I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm taking what I am doing at this very moment because knowing my fucking luck, like people buy them on the, I have them posted in three different places right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking They'll buy them, them as you're opening right them. Yeah. And then, yes. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, no, right. well, fuck me. Now I can't honor your order. So it's just like, I'm literally taking them off the three places that um, I had them. I had them on Mercari, eBay and marketplace. And now they're mm. gone. What do you guys feel is the best place to sell things on everything? Everything considered. eBay. Yeah, I'm gonna even say eBay. Mass, even with the massive fees, eBay's the best. Well, yeah. I think because you have to look just past like the fees into who has the biggest market. Yeah. And yes, you can make more on Mercari and um, marketplace. You know, marketplace, but marketplace is. I don't know. It's just like a Facebooked uh, Craigslist. Yeah. Like it really, it, it's, I don't know. It just, it. I like eBay. I, I use eBay a lot. I, I, just, I, I wasn't, you know. eBay, I feel is of those three by far the best. Um, it also just feels like the best for being a seller and a buyer. Yeah. As far as like, you know, safety protecting, and guarantee of product. Sides. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel I, less I like, uh, yeah. like I'm going to get ripped off or mm-hmm. scammed from eBay than I do Marketplace. Um, and Mercari just feels like it's not big enough yet. Dude, I liked Mercari when Jason and first started talking about sports cars mm-hmm. and got me all back into it, which I'm not blaming him for. That's on me for spending money I've spent on it. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I didn't really have the itch to do it again until we started talking. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I love this again. Well, but I like, blame you fuckers because now I got like I, long boxes. And you're welcome. I've got all, like welcome. a big box of comics. That was on me though, I guess. But I uh, I used Mercari. It was actually the night I got me... my first my first vaccine shot. I went on Mercari and I bought like I saw this dude who had like a bunch of like random packs at really good prices. And mm-hmm. I'm he you know if you want to buy more than one, get combined shipping. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So or I'll give you combined shipping. So I wrote to him, told him everything I wanted, made him my own special listing. I'd already bought from this person before, but I, I I remember texting Jason and I'm like, dude, I don't know what it is. Both people feel sick after this shot. I feel awesome. I'm like, I'm like cloud nine. So I'm like buying a shit ton of cards. I felt untouchable. <laughs> and like, so I buy like, I buy like 18 different things from this guy's lot. I spent like 120 bucks on it and I get it in the mail and half my order is missing Oof. because of Mercari's three day rule. I was out of town. So he received this payment, and I I, I text him, and I was like, "Hey, dude, like half the stuff's not here." I message him, and he's like, "Oh, let me check my uh, let me check my inventory when I get back." Okay, so then mm. I write to Mercari. Mercari's like, "Well, you already got the payment process after three days, so there's nothing we can do about it." Ugh, that's and sucks. so he's he's like, "Well, you know," da, da. so I literally got no help, got ripped off. Yep, I'm like, "Yep, yeah, you know what? Delete Mercari. I'm done with you. I don't care. I'm I'm out." So this is this is uh, to me this is the diff- this is. I just type in to Macari and eBay, Amazing Spider-Man, right? Because there's a shit ton of Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a very popular character. Those are ones that are like just there's all like the first 50 like books of Amazing Spider-Man is like a key issue. Like there's a ton of Amazing Spider-Man books and it's a popular seller. 
On Mercari, Amazing Spider-Man, 604 results. On eBay, currently 136,082 results. It is not even a question where I want to buy and sell stuff when it comes to that. It is just a much, much bigger... Of course, obviously, there's more competition there, but there's also, like, a lot more people buying from from eBay. I've been looking for... I've looked at every possible way to try to avoid eBay. Not because I don't like eBay, just to avoid the fees. They do have a lot of fees, back. Everything comes back to eBay is still the best option. So I'm glad to hear other people say that because I got yeah. a, a bunch of cards. I'm like, I can make some decent money selling them and then buying some more and trying to like make a little, you know, make a profit I, off of some of these. I like StockX. I like the concept of StockX. And I wish so badly that like the, the and I think it's something that would prop that might happen in the future um, is like the card comp the individual card companies and like Marvel, potentially, potentially um, having a, a stock X type site where they can get the fees on the third party sales of their products that they already own. Because that to me just seems like a like a no brainer for, for, for well, not tops at this point, because they're not going to fucking <laughs> exist in a few years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, they will for like soccer, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I well, actually a lot of had, people care about that. I should. They do care about that, but when you've had baseball and baseball cards were like the cards, you know, for sports, and they have been for you know fucking decades. Um, to lose that is is something, and I think the fact that baseball is you know doing their own thing with it is pretty fucking huge. Um, but like, I would love to see like a, and this this is you know like I guess for a card example i would love to see like panini own their own marketplace where you can basically set a price for the card that you're willing to sell for basically like kind of like how StockX does it and then you don't send your cards to the people like that are buying them you send them right to the panini like whatever distribution warehouse that they have and then panini guarantees that this is the card you're buying right they don't grade it they don't do any of those services. They just give a guarantee that you're going to get the card. So then, because that's what StockX does, right? So StockX, you send the, you know, you send your Jordans to StockX. They review, make sure that this is indeed a quality shoe. It's an actual Jordan. It's not mm-hmm. like a, a ripoff product. You know, it's, 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 it's the actual product. And what you're doing is you're saying, I'm willing to sell these for X. And then you send them out. And then if someone's willing to buy them, you know, then they buy them for that price. And you can do vice versa. You're like, I'm willing to buy shoes for this price. And then someone will say like, yeah, I'm willing to sell them for that price. And then they send them to, you know, the the distribution warehouse. And then they confirm that this is in fact a genuine product. And I think there's a huge opportunity for, for especially like Panini, um, for Marvel Comics, for all these places to be like, we're going to have our own individual, you send us the stuff and we're yep. going to then also make money on the third party sales because these companies are losing out on so much money where if they say we're, we can do fewer fees than eBay and you get a guarantee that this is a legit card from right. us because who's going to know better that it's their card than the company that fucking makes the card, right? And produces the comics. Um, for them to get the guarantee and it's not coming directly from whoever is selling it and it's not going directly to so i don't need to worry about giving out my 
you know, personal or home address to someone on eBay or Mercari or Facebook Marketplace or any of these locations, I can just sign up with an account on Panini's website and then just search their marketplace. And whatever, if they make the money off it, who cares? It's their product anyways. That's that sounds a little bit like uh, I was looking for, I've done a lot of research on best places to buy and sell trading cards and stuff. And there's a, a site called Check Out My Cards. I think it was mm. comc.com. Okay. And it sounds a little bit like you were saying with StockX, mm-hmm. where you kind of input what you have. They'll tell you value based on like recent sales. Mm-hmm. Then you send it to them and they store it to you. The thing, it got a little convoluted at that point because it, it looks like you have to send so many cards to like reach different tiers of pricing mm-hmm. because they do charge you to store it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a one-time fee. It's like, I don't know, like 50 cents a card, a dollar a card, whatever it is. And I don't think there's any commission on it, but you're still paying to have them hold it until then. There's no guarantee when it will sell, but... You are guaranteed it is the card you put in. And so, so like, if I were to send in that, that Brady autograph rookie I have, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be mixed up with a bunch of the eBay facsimiles that are worth eight bucks or right. charge eight bucks for. They're mm-hmm. probably worth five cents. It would be the actual card. It would be there exactly. in like my area and mm-hmm. it would be sold and then I would get the profit. But, right. like, I kind of had a little bit of trouble, honestly, as someone who's kind of new to the selling online thing. Mm-hmm. Bought plenty of stuff, haven't sold anything. I was I read it. I'm like I was really convoluted, and I'm like eh, I need to do a little bit more research on this before I start sending stuff out to them because I don't want to yeah. end up missing out. But it looked on surface, it looks like a really good idea. You send this stuff to them, and they end up shipping it out that way. Right. No buyer seller interaction. They're the middleman. They deal with it. Send mm-hmm. to them. They send it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it might end up working out, but I don't know. It's 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 over my head right now. I'm trying to understand it. So. Yeah, that's like that's this that's kind so that's basically how like stock X works, right? Um, where you can sort of list what you're willing to sell this for and also what you're willing to buy things for. Yep. Um, you know, and I I I would like to see that incorporated with the card and comic stuff, and they do have that you know for certain things like for this is a, a certified like sealed pack type thing that you can you can get from stock X for the stuff, but I'd like to see it more for like this is a it would also make it much better for you know buying things like cards and right. comics because you're you, you just feel more secure that this is a legit product and you know and there's also it, it removes the instances of okay well i'm looking for a legit product but these photos seem kind of weird right so there's some you know where it just seems like this could be right but i don't know the photos just seem or there's only one photo of it Right. Or, or something like that. So it's like, OK, well, I'm going to go to the one that has, you know, just a little bit more. And that's sort of the, the game you play on eBay is just trying to feel the most confident about right. the seller and the product itself. So that way you're not getting ripped off and having a system that circumvents all ability to rip people off just gives you so much more security as a buyer and a seller. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. You can open another one, Jason. Yeah, let's do this. I'll do, do one, one more, more, and then I think next week, if my, I don't think they'll be back by next week, but if my graded cards aren't back right, next nice. week, yep. maybe I'll do the other four. Because at this point, I'm not going to be able to get out there and sell. I'm mm-hmm. not going to sit there, and no one's getting them online. And if I'm being told, like, I just went to the Upper Deck website, too. They're not on the Upper Deck website, so... Uh, the dude who told me that, hey, I can get them for 45 bucks on the Upper Deck website. There's no evidence of that at all. So, No, he's just trying to drive the price down. That's all he was doing. 
go, I can't do 30 over asking. I go, well, like, well if they run out of stock, then I'll, then I'll come back. I'm like, well, guess what? Now I'm being selfish. This, let's put this guy back there so I can't look at that back one. All right. We have the impeccable Angela Stanford. Ooh. This is Sue O. Okay. Nice. Ooh, that's the one of one. Nah, Adam. All right. That's the one of one. I have definitely seen that one before. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with the back one first. That is KJ Choi, another base card. So hopefully, this one here is something. It looks a little, it's definitely. I don't know if you can tell, but it's yeah, definitely it like a thirty-five. Yeah. It's a 35-point card. It looks um, compared oh, wait, to this. Oh, wait, that's so not the back one. Yeah, that's just a regular yeah. card. That's I think that's a 35-point card. So let's see if it's something. Well, let's see. Artifacts. Looks different. Ooh, it's all gold. Whoa. That is a cool-looking card. I don't know what it is, yeah. but. Is it the printing plate? Danielle Kang. Artifacts Aurum. Is it a short print? It is not. Really? Wow. I don't know. I've never heard of her. It looked almost almost looks like a camera negative because it just looks almost like like you can't see like make out any definition in her face or anything. Aurum means gold, right? I think, right? Uh, Depends which card company. I mean, different things. I just think in general. I'm still gonna top load it. Yeah. I yeah, may so, as well you see what it's worth. I'm gonna do that right now. Any guesses before if if you didn't look it up yet? Four ninety eight. One twenty five. Like a dollar twenty five. No no no, hundred twenty five dollars. It's gonna be oh, some I crazy. Was, thing. I was saying four dollars and ninety eight cents. It's gonna be some rare thing where you're just like It's either rare or it's not at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's either worth two hundred dollars or eight cents. And that's what every fucking card is, basically <laughs> is what I've found. Yeah. And then there's a range of like three to like $50 cards. That's it. Like, it's just like, there's some cards that are worth a little bit of money that can like, you know, you add them together and they can help pay back for what you, you know, yeah. like, like two to 50 bucks. And then it's the, the bangers. And then it's well, everything else. <laughs> when I got back into it earlier in the year, I made the mistake of going through and taking some, taking all the cards I, I, I wanted to have, just look at them and price them out again and all that. And I started with anything over a dollar. I'm going to put inside this, these, these containers. And it got to a point Ooh. where I was like, dude, I have two 800-count cardboard card holders that are full of $1. I'm good. If it's not yeah. over 5, I don't I don't sleeve anything under 10, or excuse me, um, top load anything under 10. 10 and yep. up, I'll top load. Uh, unless it's all the big five rookies from like the NFL draft this year, I have top loaded all those just because I don't right. know who's going who's gonna to shine exactly. mm-hmm. out of it. But once you know who the bottom of the barrel is, fucker's coming out. He's not yep. wasting my top loaders. But... Yeah, I have all my so I have all my rookies just in one box, like one long box, and they're all sleeved because I have no who knows. Yeah, and that penny knows. sleeve could could be the difference between literally not selling at all and selling for two hundred dollars. Trevor Lawrence could tank, and Ellen, uh, Kellen Mond for the Vikings could be a Hall of Famer. Like you mm-hmm. don't know. So, mm-hmm. exactly. So we're looking at there are two that sold for fifteen dollars and fifty cents, and another one that sold for. Oh, there's one sixteen twenty five. 
$32. So fifteen fifty I mean, to thirty two on the yeah, lower yeah. end. No, so that'll just I mean that's closer to trying to break yeah. even. So mm-hmm. what I might try to do is actually just like take all the hits from these and try to sell them as a lot. Mm. Yeah. Maybe find the right person who might sell you know, take mm-hmm. them as a lot, try to at least get my money back, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Now it's just um these four that are just gonna be sitting here. But the good thing is like I but but here's the thing, like I'm working every single day, including the weekends and the holiday. So it's like, I'm not, at least I'm not going to have the time to sit here and stare at them. Here's the thing. If you think about it the same way I do, the thing is, is the one that you end up selling is going to be that Tiger Woods autographed out of like 25 on card pucker. That's worth like a thousand dollars. That's fine with me. (laughs) I don't care. It's like going back to the fees. I was thinking about the Steph Curry that, that I on eBay sold for 1400. I only got low twelve hundreds actually paid out to me. It's like twelve sixteen or something like that. A hundred and eighty something dollars worth of fees. It was crazy. So Yeah, I guess the flip side though is I got twelve hundred dollars I mean, that I didn't have. That's well, I mean yeah. not only that, but like it, it it's so much easier to just throw it on each platform that has that much traffic and just, sell it. And that's literally bought this like how right, buy this box right. for me. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. But, yeah, I forget uh, exactly what their fees are, but I mean, it's basically like one to three percent of no, the cost no, of what no, it is. no. It's it, plus like all anymore. these for extra cards, things. For cards, it's different. It's like fifteen no, no, percent no, for, for cards. It's like it's like twelve and a half percent up through like five thousand dollars for cards. Oh wow, really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm What's that market jump? Here. They changed that rule real quick. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find. I have it here. Well, they gotta they gotta pay for their their mediocre card analytics tools <laughs> for for customers somehow. So trading cards twelve point three five percent on the total Holy amount of the sale up to, up to seventy five hundred calculated per item, two point three five percent of the portion of the sale over seventy five hundred. So if you sell something over seventy five hundred, it's only two point three five percent, but it's ten yeah. percent more for everything over that so like when i tried to sell my last spots on the break from this past week like yeah i sold six spots off of ebay but i only got paid out eight bucks per Mm. when it came down to it because i promoted the listing which gave which took a percentage because i just wanted to get it out there and how that worked i had 387 views on that thing by by the time i I clicked out it was a lot but then you know those buys it was just like Instead of getting the 12, you lose the 12.35%. Plus, I think I did like a 7% promoted fee because, like, the higher, more, the more you promote, the more it's out there, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to fill the damn spots. So I have to keep that in mind next time. So that'll be a good segue. So AFW cards break number three will probably be posted tomorrow night, which will be $20 per team. Um, so it's, it's more expensive. Last time was $12 for two teams, and there were five different things. But this one, the products are a lot, lot, a lot better. So there's two big products I'm doing. Prestige Mega Box, which gave me, you know, I got, nice that Cooper. Oh, yeah, I got that yeah, Cooper. Yeah, I got that Cooper. I also so just good. got you know, I, a nice, yeah. tre- I got this nice Trevor Lawrence, too. It's just, yeah. it's just a base. Plus a whole bunch of a shit ton of other cards, which were, which were wicked nice. Um, they had, like, these, oh, all these parallels to them. Um. I got a they, Josh Allen numbered card. I got the inserts are Kyler pretty Murray. nice too. I got a yeah. 
red, you know, red parallels. I have three, um, three auto, autos. Cool I have three of the too. boxes. Two of them are two out of, out of 25, and the other one was out of 10. Out of Prestige Mega? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a, a corner for the rookie corner for the Jared Tyson Campbell, his name is. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But he's nobody right now that's all that known. But I mean, out of 25 and out of 10, I thought they were all numbered. And I'm watching other people open the boxes, and I'm like, no, they're not all numbered, all the autos. I got so, like, right. oh, wow. I didn't get any fun. autos. I got this one, though, from the uh, Prestige Mega Pack. It's a Javante Williams. Like You didn't get an auto out of, the, out of the Prestige Mega? Nope. Even though it says it's one auto per box. No. That's what it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> Did it say one auto one auto on the box or no? Do you remember? Uh, I don't think. No, 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 it didn't. It Well, it said, like, look out for one. Like, like odds are the there's yeah, the one Megas. auto per box. But it does not uh, say, like, like, say like, one auto per box on average which means like, yes it said yeah, that you're, you're, you're gonna, was you're, not you're like gonna a, get one but sometimes you can get two that's how i've never i seen did it not, not get, get one. one that's crazy you're gonna want to you got a mem card yeah look through them again because chances are if you didn't get an auto you got something else of high value that can sometimes replace it yeah no i got this one and this is selling for like like between like 30 and 40 okay right now it's the javante it's, it's a rookie it's not even numbered no wow it's just like like I don't know, like a pretty good insert. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. Really, yeah, it's a really good quality card. But again, it's a rookie, so I'm just gonna hold it for a little bit here. Yeah, may as well. Right. Yeah. If it's a rookie and it's not a quarterback, chances are it's not gonna sell for what it's worth. A rookie year, you gotta hold on to it and wait. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a good move. Yep. That's what I'm planning on. Yeah, because it's it's always cool. those like those. That's like the the first big wave. It's like right when they get drafted. Yeah. You know, before the season starts, it's the uh, are they really going to be that good? You know, maybe I should just cut my losses and just pay for the pack. Um, but if, if they're really not like to me, if they're not, if the price of the card isn't worth paying the total investment that you made to get the card. So like the pack itself, plus a little extra, um, just hold on to it. Yeah. Exactly like wait right. for the rookie yeah. to at least yeah. do something. And then wait for them to have like just a, a just a lights out game, right? Like if they are on a Sports Center top ten, then look at the price. And that's basically like what I like started building into was I built uh, like a Google Sheet, and I just put all of my rookies in, and I put like what the product was and all that, and if it has a special moniker, so if it's like an auto or if it's a Chrome or any of that kind of stuff, yep, um, or it has like the dazzle or it's a parallel, any of that. You know, and I just build it all out so that way, if I'm like watching Sports Center, it's just like rookie player, blah blah blah. Because I'm not going to remember the you know hundreds of rookie cards. That oh no, no, I have. No. But if all of a sudden I see them like going like lights out, I'm like, oh shit, do I have them? And then go to my sheet real quick so I don't have to like cycle through all of my rookie cards. Um, and then anytime I open a pack, just check and just add it to the pack, add it to the uh, the sheet there. And then just you know, if I see them go lights out, just google <laughs> absolutely yep you know what what are they selling for now oh sweet you know right now like a like a mac jones rookie card is you know it was like four dollars or something a couple days ago yesterday it was like eight dollars yeah you know yeah, so it it's, up, yeah. yeah yeah so it's just like i'm just gonna wait like if if he has like a like a huge game that card is gonna go up in price you know, right now the 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 thing that the, the question is Trevor Lawrence. 
Yes. Like, do you you have, I also, I have a couple I of Trevor a, Lawrence? I have a Trevor Lawrence as well. I got a couple the, out of the, the, the prison draft. And I mean, every mm-hmm. the other the top rookie car. I think the other second highest I think is either Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. I think it's mm-hmm. like right. fifteen. Trevor Lawrence is forty. I have three of them. It's like, do I get rid of a couple of them and make the money back for the boxes and hold mm-hmm. on to one and hope, or do I hold on to all of them and what if he tanks or? That's like yeah. You said, I just that's I have the, the investment, base and I'm just like eh, I'm just gonna hold. Mm-hmm. See, see how it goes. Because right. you again, like I, I, and this is just you know, my you don't need the him to do consistently well. You just need him to pop off at least once. And to not, yeah, to not, to not suck, to not be a bust, exactly. to not be a Ryan Leaf. That's what mm-hmm. you mean. He needs like, to not, you know, butt fumble and not, yeah, you know, throw <laughs> yeah. more interceptions than. <laughs> For the people who are uh, <laughs> who are listening, that's just me pegging off without saying anything else. You just uh, those two words just, together just suck my balls up into my stomach. It just still makes me just so sick thinking about it. Ugh. I think it's that one in the Colts. The Colts play they did. Day. The Colts play they did. We all where, know, like they had the guy under we center and then the, the center and yeah. then nine other guys standing on the other side of the field. Those are the two most what the hell plays I've ever seen in my life. Like. Oh my god! So yeah, how did that like, happen? One of the so I remember watching that. It was like the best football experience I've had. It was um, with my family, my dad and my uncles. We went to Green Bay for a game, and they they have like packages. Um, you know, you can stay. The hotels are all right there. The, the stadium was incredible. It, just a whole di- different atmosphere, especially if you've gone to Foxborough hundreds of times. It's like it was so chill. So it was, that was uh, Packers Falcons. But that night. The, the afternoon game was that the night game was that past Colts game. And we're just sitting there watching it and we're just like, what the absolute fuck? Everyone in the bar yeah. just sat there and was in stunned silence. Yeah. It well, but that was, was also the same day bonkers. as the same weekend. The day before was that Michigan State, Michigan, the the snap, the fumble where Michigan just had to punt the fucking ball away. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Michigan State, yeah. Oh, yep. I love Michigan and that one still chaps my hairy ass. And then this is also the same day as. Um, I was, um, oh, what the hell? Um, the Blue Jays, uh, the best Blue Jays hitter a couple of years ago, still on there now. Why am I blanking on his name? Bautista had the, oh. that big bat flip in the world, that big bat flip against the, uh, the Royals, the Rangers? I think it was oh, against the Rangers. He just, he hits it. He looks and just, that was mm-hmm. all on the same weekend as I was in Green Bay. Like those, those things were all kind of back to back to back. I'll never forget the weekend. It was, mm-hmm. it was awesome. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a great series that year. So, but that, that just that weekend alone, it was just like, it was, it was crazy. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I don't know how I got on that, but, <laughs> um, well, cause we're going the opposite of like what. Yeah. Right. About a little happened. over two hours now. We got anything else or we want to wrap oh. it up? <laughs> yeah. So I was just saying, so yeah. Um, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty AFWcards. good. So. Com. Check out the group AFW Cards Breaks and Razzes. I just opened that up uh, yesterday, I think. Uh, I'm just trying to get people there. I'm going to do all the breaks and stuff on there. So, like I said, it's going to be a $20 per team break, one Prestige Mega Box, one Donruss Elite Hobby Box. The Hobby Box has two autos and a mem card, plus um, it also has three rookie cards per box. That's it. Six parallels, 11 inserts. It's got a lot of stuff in it. So, and the, the cards are just, 
And then they have this, like the rookie on deck inserts are awesome. And then something that's called new, the 2021 Ascension. So we can get some Ascension cards. Um, and then yeah, you're looking elite, for like- leader beautiful cards. There's black cards out of one, blues out of 10, teals out of 25. So I'm, I'm breaking this no matter what on the 13th of uh, September. Sweet. So two Mondays. So if I eat, if I eat it, I don't even care. I'll eat, I'll eat the I'll eat the money on this one. Mm, that's not true. Um, to a to a point where if I have to take two or three spots for myself, that's fine because these cards are just so damn nice. And then I still hopefully we each of us can make a big sale or two, and then we get like a box of the immaculate that have like six six cards in them. I still mm. think that would be fun. And we each get two cards regardless. Yeah, that would be dope. Oh, I hit the other I day on what I want to hit. I hit a, uh -oh. a certified first off the line. I hit a nice, uh, I don't, I don't, was like, I don't like 25 James White autograph. So probably not, probably not, uh, you know, nothing exciting for most people. But being a Patriots fan, that was a pretty big deal. So that was fun. Uh, Sorry, my headphones just died. Who'd you get? Uh, I got a, the other day, I got a, uh, when I, in the Card Mafia break. Yep. I got a uh, I got a twenty five or thirty five. It was a it was a real nice like James White autograph. So I mean like as a Pats fan that was cool. I never I haven't got the Pats before and I got a Pats through them. But yeah, yeah those are those are uh, certainly some real high quality cards out there if you got the money for it. But right, but it's just one of those things where I'm just gonna if we can ever be in a position one day to do it, that'd be yeah that'd be fun. Yeah that'd be real cool someday. Yeah, for me, anything you got to plug, Alex, you good? No, I'm good, man. All right, man. Uh, ben and Chris Talk Sports, every down their favorite podcast, and we will see you all next week. Later. Adios. Recording stopped. Recording stopped. Oh. Neat. What time is it? Fuck, it's almost 9 o'clock already. Yeah, that's fucking bonk.